0: can you be quiet please
1: thank you welcome to pirate radio live
0: it's a me and there's a, God,
1: a <laughs> clip hey man good to see you brother
2: excitement time clam down clam, clam down. down clam down clam down we are going dancing pirates.
1: baby
3: they picked us last they picked us last and now we're going dancing we're going dancing how about those freaking pirates
1: now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
2: Welcome in to a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927, FM.com. And soon enough, we hope to be up on Facebook Live and YouTube. As uh, we've got our best people working on it right now in Studio B to get us on video on today's edition of PRL. Got a lot of things to talk about, including Pirate Baseball, which right now East Carolina trying to walk off UCF as they bat in the bottom of the ninth inning. It is two to two. So uh, we will tell you what happens at the conclusion of this one, and I guess have a uh, ECU baseball post game show. Joining us on the program today will be Brian North coming up in about twenty minutes or so to touch on everything going on in the world of sports. Talked to Brian Hanks yesterday about Dontres Styles and making a visit to Greenville. I believe he is making another visit to Georgetown. Uh, But what is the likelihood that we could potentially get the former Kinston star here to Greenville? We'll see what uh, Brian North has to say about that, if he's got any insight, has talked to people, knows people around that area. So we'll talk about that and a lot more coming up with North. Later on, we'll have our weekly NFL chat with Tony Dunn. We do it in-season and off-season. So we'll talk some uh, Panthers draft. Talk uh, news and notes going on in the NFL as we uh, continue to look forward to the end of the month when uh, a lot of teams will be taking quarterbacks. Still got the Lamar Jackson situation out there. I guess, I mean, we still got the Aaron Rodgers situation out there, right? We all just kind of assumed uh, that we knew what his path was going to be. But uh, we're still waiting for that to become official that he is going to the New York Jets so um the Jets did sign a backup quarterback and it was Aaron Rodgers old backup quarterback Tim Boyle uh so the dots are all connected the the last card to fall is going to be Aaron Rodgers joining the jets but that has not happened as of yet so we'll talk nfl news and notes coming up hour two on today's program the voice of Daddy ficklin stadium and coliseum morgan aylers will join us coming up at five o'clock and we'll have an update from augusta in hour number three with mark greenheld golf shop radio show as a good day for harold varner we will get you up to date on that, on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dub Buck. Buck. And looking at it right now, Brooks Kepka lapping the field at 12 under par in first place. And then you've got an amateur in second right now, Sam Bennett. John Rahm is uh, seven under par. Then there's uh, Morikawa and Hovland at six under. So that's what the top of the leaderboard looks like. Harold Varner, the third right now, tied for 27th as he is one under par and the projected cut looks like it's going to be plus two as of right now so Harold Varner Third will for the second straight year uh, be playing on Saturday and Sunday in Augusta so that is uh, positive news for HP 3 and the HP 3 fans out there we'll talk about that with Greeny coming up later on in today's program all right so uh, once again bottom of the ninth at Clark LeClaire and amac batting with one out in the ninth it is two to two ucf jumped out to a two nothing lead and the pirates able to scrape a couple of runs across the plate to tie things up and uh, now we'll look to walk it off or we could have extra innings didn't know if we'd be able to get this game in and it has gone on for now three plus hours and they're trying to uh, finish this thing out and hopefully the pirates can do that sooner rather than later All right, we've got uh, the worker bees going crazy in Studio B. So uh, I might just be up here solo, it appears. (laughs) So now I've been meaning to tell my life story, and I'm about to do that right now. November 1st, 1981, a young boy emerges. Oh, hey, Chandler. I was just gonna tell my life story. Nah, no, you're good. Ah, right, okay. You're I'm saving
4: the people. Chandler, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We got some issues in there that we're still having to deal with a little bit, but for sure, for sure. In, in terms, terms of technology, of, yeah. Um, but really, when you say that we have the best working on it, it is the best. It's Shirley Rhodes in there um, trying to get a keyboard, I, and she's got it ready to go. So having a keyboard, keyboard and mouse issue. So once that's solved we can get on youtube and facebook that is just
2: fantastic news pirates have one runner on in the bottom of the ninth inning one out and uh a small crowd today but an energetic crowd at clark leclerc stadium kudos to the folks that braved the elements today shack batting for ecu joey barini out of the left side east carolina going for the sweep chandler they Uh, lost three games last week lost the series to houston since then they bounced back in a huge way scoring i believe 41 runs in three games 41 runs in three days with the doubleheader yesterday and the win over state on tuesday so man they could really put a uh, cherry on top of it if they could walk this one off here
4: no doubt about it and a guy that's up the bat right now that you mentioned earlier Shaq, has really hit the ball well this week he had a home run uh, against NC State, a three-run bomb against NC State. I think he had one yesterday as well um, So uh, in the in the doubleheader that we had against UCF. But what a bounce back for this baseball team. Uh, it didn't look good last week. Pirates went one and three on the week last week in their first weekend loss. And uh, it stinks because it was the first weekend series in the conference, and that's not a good start. When it comes to uh, conference play, but they have really bounced back. Starting on Tuesday, the bats are hot. That's the th- that's the thing that we didn't see last week uh, was you know ECU being successful at the plate. But they have been everything uh, but unsuccessful at the plate. They've been really hitting the ball well, and hopefully Shaq can do it here. Man on first, one out, uh, tied Whoa. at two, and oh boy crystal is called out on a pickoff move excuse me that is amac at first he's wanting them to look at it he's staying at first so it looks like they're going to go to the review
2: look like they got him on first glance caught him leaning he dives back into first Uh, he's dead and he is
4: he might have got there
2: did the hand hit the bag the glove kind of came in above the arm and we don't know if that task gonna be tough to overturn because he's dead to rights with the throw But it's just a matter of, I mean, you can't see anything from that angle. Uh, But, yeah, he was dead but might have got the arm in underneath the glove. Can
4: this be the second time that Amac gets under a tag this week because he did it the other night against the Wolfpack? Yeah. Uh, What an awesome slot he had at the plate to score a run. It looks like he might have could have done that here, getting back to first on a pickoff move. But like you said, as soon as he threw it over, he was leaning towards second base. And they caught him. He was dead, but did he get under the tag? That's what they're looking at right now. So hopefully he's safe. If not, there will be two outs, nobody on for uh, Joey Barini.
2: Jacob Jenkins Coward did not play today, and just looking at uh, you know Igo and Patrick Mason and others, uh, looks like he has a a serious injury. And uh, I don't know. I won't speak on it until I know what it is exactly, but. Uh, an unfortunate injury for jacob jenkins coward yesterday um is uh in somewhat good spirits because i saw that the mengees maniac said they would give up uh certain parts of their body to jacob jenkins coward if it would help him out and he gave him the salute emoji so uh at least he's in some decent spirits there
4: amac is out
2: amac is out the rain is coming down at clark Stadium and uh, that's a big second out now it's three and two with two outs to joey barini
4: the rain has held up all day long and you finally get to the ninth and it's a tied game and if you go to extras i mean and there's going to be nothing but rain as yeah. shack is rung up oh god it's really coming down now it's coming down now and it. i mean the rain is going to be here for quite a while so i mean how they try to Maneuver to end this game, we shall see. I mean, not to go gully on you, but tie, tie, tie. tie? Didn't we have a tie? We've had a tie, we've had a tie in Cliff godwin era. Yeah,
2: Let's see if I can find the uh, year. I
4: hate a tie in the record book.
2: By the way, another great outing from Josh Groves. He goes six innings today, allowing two runs on four hits seven strikeouts one walk we talk about the walks a lot with josh that's been his issue in the past he knows he's trying to clean that up and seven k's to one base on ball today no hit by uh, pitches so that is uh very very good for him running his uh, era under two he's at 197 on the year 93 total pitches for josh gross and then since he's been out it's been all uh white lunsford shankman who has thrown three scoreless inning for the innings yeah. for the Pirates? So the pitching uh, has been there. Hadn't the starting pitching has been good for ECU this series? They've jumped out to such big leads, and then UCF's been able to score late in games and make it somewhat respectable but today uh, has been a pitcher's duel on this uh, game three of the series
4: yeah and uh you mentioned Sheikman there what a great job he's done this year coming in relief i remember being in fayetteville a couple weeks ago and he had to come in unexpectedly when garrett sailor went out with a pulled muscle or, or, or some sort of injury that uh, he had to get out of the game for and Sheikman came in and was dealing and did a great job. The bat, Unfortunately the bats were just not hot that night but yeah, starting pitching has been great this year, uh, especially on Friday night How about Treya Savage? Um, I mean, the bullpen has had to be used very little on Friday night and Sunday's been great with Josh Grose, uh going the distance as much as he can and um he did it again today so kudos to the pitching out there
2: all right uh man we got an awesome giveaway coming up in uh hour number three today we're gonna do a 12 pack mm. uh <laughs> you just like the word 12 pack Mm-hmm. okay we're gonna do i a, just love alcohol we're gonna do a 12 pack mm. of apple uh bud light mm. seltzer apple slices mm a four pack
4: oh my god nah, that's that's all right
2: a bojangles hard sweet tea
4: hard sweet tea
2: and lunch for two at tiebreaker so all that can be yours 16 alcoholic beverages all that and a lunch uh, for two at tbs
4: man that is awesome
2: um by the way it's always been bow time And now it's also brew time. It's
4: brew time, baby.
2: Pick up Bojangle's Hard Sweet Tea today at your favorite local retailer, proudly distributed by Caroline Eagle Distributing, supporting the Pirate Nation since 1989. They are playing in an absolute gully washer out there. (laughs) Ty? As uh, it is, it is a gully washer. Uh, Chandler, it, you need to go to Studio B.
4: It is a gully washer because it's raining and it's a tie.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is Eric Gullickson. We well, need to get him on the phone. I might need to see if he's available right now because this is his kind of game. It is uh, pouring out at Clark Leclaire Stadium. As I look out our window here, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look like it's raining as hard here as it does on television right now out at Clark Leclaire and we're just a couple of blocks away. But uh, that is the situation there as they play now in the 10th inning in an absolute downpour. And why Lungsford-Shinkman is still in. Uh, Ground ball to short. Batter falls down. So uh, easy throw over to first for the first out of the 10th inning. All right, getting uh, our computer situation handled. Uh, Other things going on in the world of sports right now. Uh, We'll start to talk some NBA and NHL playoffs as we get closer to that date. The NHL playoffs beginning on the 17th of April. So that's coming up in uh, a week and a few days. And then I believe the NBA play-in tournament starts next week uh yeah the play-in tournament will be april 11th through the 14th
3: oh i thought it was the 17th
2: no Shirley, it's not hey shirley welcome to the show
3: hi uh we are working on it we've we've solved we've solved the keyboard issue now we are trying to get the stream up and running
2: so the play-in games coming up on the 11th through the 14th nba playoffs officially begin april 15th so we'll uh we'll add that to the sports calendar uh masters update told you earlier that harold Varner the third uh will be playing into saturday and sunday so awesome news there spring football game on as scheduled for 11 former pirate uh dropped by earlier today to the pirate radio studios uh dakota marshall he said he's going to be out there checking out the pirates So uh, he's not afraid of a little bit of rain. I'll tell you who is afraid of some rain, and that is these umpires and everybody else because they are taking people off the field. And unless this thing stops, uh, we might end up with a tie today because it is 2-2, top of the 10th, and the players uh, are off the field, and this one's going into a delay.
3: Well, um, while we are in a delay, uh... For the first time this year, I've got a minor league update for you.
2: Does it involve a big, giant pitcher?
3: Well, several. From last night. Several big, giant pitchers, actually. Uh, Let's start with Gavin Williams.
2: That's the big, giant pitcher I was referring to.
3: Yes. Gavin Williams, um, uh, he plays for the Akron uh, Rubber Ducks in in double-A ball. He got the start for their opening day game yesterday. Uh, however, he they lost five to nothing to the Erie SeaWolves, but he struck out nine batters over four and a third. Um, he only allowed two hits, no runs, no. Uh, he only walked uh, one batter, and he threw seventy six pitch. Excuse me, seventy six pitches, only fifty in uh, fifty one strikes out of those seventy six. By the way, and uh, Trey Benton is also on the Akron Rubber Ducks. He also went uh, an inning and got two strikeouts, and uh, Bryant Packard was in that game because he plays for the Erie Seawolves, but he did not. He went over uh, in the game yesterday. A so, lot of Pirates. Oh, yeah. I'm not even done yet. So, that was just that, that game. Then you had the Fresno Grizzlies taking on the San Jose Giants. And um, the Giants lost by a final of 5-3. to three. Carson Wisenhunt pitches for San Jose. He went three innings, allowed three hits, one run, four strikeouts, no walks. And one, Zach Agnos got the save for the Fresno Grizzlies in his first game as nice. a professional in single-A ball. And uh, he went one inning, struck out two, so he earned the save in that game. And Connor Norby still continues to have a just a monumental hitting streak. You know, he was invited to Orioles spring training, was really raking the ball out there as well. He goes back to the Norfolk Tides in A ball. They played the Gwinnett Braves last night and uh, uh norfolk won three nothing norby is two was went two for five in that game so uh, we've got a ton of pirates and then there's a couple of more that are um on the docket for probably this weekend and i'll keep you updated throughout the weekend but uh so far the, a lot of the former pirates that are in the minors right na- right now off to very very good starts
2: all right awesome stuff great to see you. i saw a lot of uh gavin williams chatter last night on social media uh throughout the baseball world people excited about what he's doing and uh it seems to the, the common thought is he might be on the fast track to major league baseball
4: i saw somebody tweet out that yeah uh, enjoy gavin williams in double a because he will probably not be there much longer by the way folks if you want to know how big he is 6'6, 255 pounds is gavin williams so and he is dominating right now as shirley has mentioned by the way folks uh right quick uh clip and shirley if you will wave to your respective cameras because we are on facebook and youtube live Woo-hoo.
3: uh speaking of which you mentioned gavin williams also keep an eye th- uh, especially in the early part of the season keep an eye on bryant packard Also, keep an eye on uh, Connor Norby because it is very likely that those three will wind up uh, being in the big leagues before the season's out.
2: All right. uh, Welcome in to our YouTube and Facebook live audience. Sorry. What happened?
3: Uh, I put my headphones on and my hair was sticking up pretty bad and Chandler took a picture of it, just showed it to me.
2: Oh, that's that's cute. I like... uh,
3: I have a little alfalfa sprout going on in the back.
2: we got a great rapport here in the Pirate Radio studios. All right, uh, if you are just tuning in, wondering what's going on with ECU Baseball, they are off the field at the moment because of the rain, and it is two to 2-2 two in the 10th inning, and likely that it ends 2-2, two to two, and a tie uh, could be in the works it, for the, ECU Baseball.
4: Because it doesn't look like the rain's going to stop anytime soon, and I mean that like in days in in days yeah we we,
3: we've got a cold front that has stalled over north carolina which is what is causing all of this uh excessive rain that we're seeing in the forecast and it looks like it has finally hit the brakes
2: uh chandler we were talking about a tie tie and up found it 2016 ecu's last tie and let me see if I can find the game that ended in a tie. Uh, it was against Cincinnati on a Sunday, May the first. Be with you. Three to three tie in eight innings.
4: Tie? High? Tie?
2: High. Uh in that game. I love looking at old box scores. Let's uh, run down the pirate box score that day. Parker Lamb, one for two with an RBI old park turner brown
4: turner brown baby
2: chandler honeycutt had his bat got White it in the equipment cell. uh had an rbi eric tyler had a hit zach Mazingo 0 for 4 in that one
4: i zach Mazingo was mentioned by me in a post game uh, we, i think we were talking about uh just random pirates and i brought him up he had a grand slam against nc state uh, like in 2014-ish, maybe, 2015-ish, but I brought him up. That's just a random pirate for you.
2: Travis Watkins, 1-for-3. Garrett Brooks, 0-for-3 uh, in the game. DeWanye Williams-Sutton, 1-for-3 with a run scored. Jeff Nelson played uh, but did not have an official at bat. Bryce Harmon, who just joined us on the show earlier yeah. this week, 2-for-3 for the Pirates that day. Brady Lloyd scored a run. Kirk Morgan played, did not get an A-B. And I got Charlie Juergen with uh, a base hit a, an rbi and a run scored uh, pitchers that day the lefty jacob wolf the former closer that transferred to nc state joe engel and uh local kid sam lanier uh pitched that day for ecu
4: um you say that was 16
2: uh that's what i said and i'm gonna stick to stick by it
4: okay Um, I'm sticking to it. I remember, man, some of those guys were on this baseball team for a long time because I remember being like in early high school, and I was a big Garrett Brooks fan. Uh, I really liked Garrett Brooks. I thought he brought a lot of energy to the ECU baseball team. I want to say he had a
2: good song, and when he came up, the dugout motion to it kind of bobbing up and down. Right. But I cannot remember what that was. If anybody does, please let me know. But
4: you can see Garrett. I've seen Garrett Brooks at several ECU athletic events, basketball, and he's out there at baseball sometimes too. So,
2: all right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Pirates uh, could be headed to a tie, as they are uh, two to two in the tenth inning against UCF. The rain is here. Uh, we will talk to Brian North when we return on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're with you till six o'clock. Uh, And we want to hear from you. What's on your mind on this Friday? Be a part of the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Back with more after this.
3: Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to a PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
2: Hi, right, well, I just turning on the masters and uh it looks like they were they had paused play but i just saw an old gentleman with an air horn hit the air horn and fans clapping and now i'm seeing golf shots uh, i guess play was suspended for a moment but looks like they're back underway in augusta all right uh charlie can we get brian north on oh, yeah, the yeah, pirate yeah. radio live line so we can check in with him here on this friday we'll continue to keep you updated if anything happens out at clark leclair stadium or if they do go ahead and call it uh right now it is two to two in the 10th inning and they uh pulled everybody off the field about 10 15 minutes ago as they were playing in the 10th because uh it became a downpour and it looks pretty ugly outside the power radio studios right now and that is probably going to stay throughout this weekend so uh don't know if we'll be able to get any more baseball in. Just about, They would have got it all in if they could have finished it in nine, but instead uh, it goes to extra innings, and we could have our first tie for East Carolina since 2016 uh, when the Pirates tied Cincinnati in May of 2016. All right, we head out to the Pirate Radio Live line, talk to Brian North on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. North, how you doing today, man?
5: I am going crazy, Cliff. This is the uh, weekend that parents dread. It is the weekend when daycare and schools are out, but there is no daycare and no help anywhere on the horizon, so a four-day weekend of dealing with your own children. And I have already been frozen to death with the music and the screaming and... And then there's rain outside, so I can't throw them outside either. So, yeah, it's a wonderful day. It's a good Friday, clip. It's a good Friday.
2: A good Friday, indeed. The Easter Bunny coming to town to see the North Girls uh, on Sunday. And uh, and Brian is fired up for it, we can tell. Brian uh, had a a good chat with Brian Hanks. I think every chat with Brian Hanks is good because he's got such a – I don't know, positive outlook. He calls you a dude. He just makes you feel good, you know? He's a a good guy. Uh, But we were talking about Dontre Styles, who... Uh, was a special visitor yesterday at Clark LeClaire Stadium as Mike Schwartz uh, and the basketball coaches were showing him around trying to get him to join this team, this basketball team and this university as a student as he is in the transfer portal and uh, you know, Brian Hanks uh, has a close relationship with Don Trez. I don't think he was feeding us all smoke and but he says there's, you know, a real chance that he decides to, to maybe stay home. He, he says he thinks it's down to NC State and ecu georgetown also in the mix as well and ed cooley great personality great recruiter i could see him swaying him as well but um, i don't know brian have you talked to anybody do you, well, what kind of chance do you give the pirates here in the Dontres style sweepstakes
5: this is a world of nil you never know like at first i wouldn't think that that ecu would be an nil hot spot but you talk some people in the know and we call it NIL, but really it's just pay to play at this point when you get boosters and, and clubs are getting together and finding ways to
6: yeah. get
5: money to players. I'll call it what it is, pay for play at this point. Uh, legalized pay for play, by the way, until until something changes. Uh, and look all of a sudden East New is trying to find some deeper pockets and and compete when it comes to NIL because this is what not only the players, but the players' handlers, their friends, families, the go betweens are all looking for now. And I've heard ECU has got a little bit of NIL money going on right now, and so they're trying to entice some of these players here who could make a difference for a year or two, and Dontre Stiles is one of them. Um, I know he NC State's a real player because uh, he really likes Kevin Keats, and it's still in the ACC, and he gets to go against his Tar Heels a couple times a year and, and kind of get back at them. South Carolina's a player. SEC money, I'm telling you. You know, you watch LSU when the women win their national championship and you find out how much NIL money is going around, Uh, with them and you just you start to understand a little bit more about where all this is going and so look if ECU wants to be a a, a player in this deal uh, NIL money is going to be a part of it and and we'll see if that's a factor it won't be the deciding factor I don't know but you have to be competitive on this and just to see Don Trez at ECU it was a little eye opening for me
2: when he's uh, planning on making his decision this weekend. Yeah, and I I like the idea of Dontre Styles in the purple and gold because hey, it's cool to have a Kinston player on the roster uh, currently, but also moving forward. Uh, try to get a little pipeline going here. And Brian Hanks talked about that yesterday, how uh, Mike Schwartz has been very active out at Kinston, out at Farmville, out of these local schools to try to get a foot in the door, talk to these guys, and maybe there's a freshman or sophomore that uh, he'll be heavily recruiting here soon at one of those schools so there's that part of it but i haven't really talked about what kind of player he is brian and i because i don't know uh two points a game last year or in 21 22 uh averaging about six minutes a game and you know just didn't play a whole lot um so we don't know i mean you've got your high school tapes on him. i'm sure you saw him in high school but you know what kind of player is this guy brian
5: well, he's a power player who uh, has a has a powerful offensive game. We know he can dunk. He comes from the long list of Kinston dunkers who's not afraid to go to the rim. Uh, but he's developed a, a pretty good outside game. He's a reliable three point shooter. Uh, but what's really improved for him since he's been at Carolina, and it's the one thing that got him on the court was his defense has really improved. He's really taken pride in that. So he's becoming an all around player. The question is, can he be a consistent shooter? From the outside, when he plays a lot of minutes, that would be one of the things coming to ECU that we would find out a lot. He reminds me uh, a whole lot of back when when ECU did have the two Kinston players that they had, when they had Corey Rouse and then uh, Jeremy Ingram transferred in. He reminds me a lot of Jeremy Ingram's game in that way, right before Ingram had the knee injuries that kind of uh, derailed him a little bit on his career. But a power player who's able to shoot it from the outside, basketball smart, uh, likes to play defense, and just a really nice guy. And then you look at the academic side, which no one really looks at in this day and age with NIL. But academically, he's very gifted. I think he was third in his class at Kinston. And he, uh, so, so you don't have to worry about him academically, but he's a very smart player, comes from a great family. So all the other things are there. It's just a kid who just wants to play basketball. And he went to his dream school hoping he would play and just was never given that opportunity for who knows why. I mean, I think everybody questions it, even players that were on the team why he didn't play more, but Hubert Davis had a really short bench for the two years he's been the head coach. One year it paid off, this year it did not.
2: Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. Corey Rouse, ECU has had so few like four-year players at ECU that I still go back to Corey Rouse as one of my all-time favorites because he comes in, Brian, and he's, he's raw and kind of has to wait his turn has to improve and then by his junior year he's averaging uh, a double double his senior year 14 and 10 and was an impact player for ecu and that that's used to how it was supposed to be you you kind of pay your dues you improve every year and by your senior year you're you're an impact starter uh and you know an all-conference type guy and that's what cory rouse was so i'll always remember him from that and really i don't have too many other pirates to put in that category other than like a a uh, Darius Morrow, a uh, Brock Young, one of those guys that stay four years and improve, you know, all those four years.
5: Yeah, Errol Bang. I
2: mean, yeah, Nicholas those there. guys.
5: Yeah, there's a few scattered here and there, but no, that's been the problem. And now I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Uh, not a yeah. possible of having someone who can produce because of NIL and, and uh, Transfer Portal and all well, that. Well,
2: Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felton are halfway there, Brian, if we can hang on to them a couple more years. <laughs> And you
5: talked about Coach Schwartz getting out and recruiting and trying. We, look, we've been talking about this on the radio for years. Right? Yeah. I would, if I were the head coach, I have guaranteed spots on my bench from somebody from Farmville, somebody from Kinston, and, and you know, a couple, a couple other places. And I would guarantee kids east of 95, if you can play, you're coming here and not run them off like they've always done. And you have to go back to Corey Rouse and, and Jeremy Ingram the last time that that actually happened. And that's what, yeah, you know, I was talking with Cy Seymour. I got to sit down with Cy one day, and, and he's got his. Finger really close to the pulse of the program, yeah. And you said that's one of the things Coach Schwartz asked. What did he need to do when he came in? And so I said, got to start recruiting Eastern North Carolina kids. And you looked at what he's—he's he's got a commitment from a kid from Goldsboro. He's got somebody from up in the Rocky Mountain or, or Southern Nash area somewhere around there. So he's—he's he's starting to, to listen to some people and find some players that that fit that mold. Now it's can you do it consistently, and will it pay off? And can you get uh, the program to pay off by doing that? So. I like what he's doing so far in the limited time he's been here. It seems like he is doing what other coaches in the past have not, besides maybe Bill and Even Bill, I didn't think, did it great, was go after Eastern North Carolina kids and try to keep them home.
2: Yeah, and I was excited to see... Kentrell Barkley and Jaden Gardner, two guys, kind of from the Trianglish area, right, Brian? Yep. Uh, but you know, somewhat Eastern North Carolina. But local kids come here and saying, "Okay, that could be the start of something big." It it wasn't. Uh, they both transferred, which um, just goes to further indicate why you should never get excited about anything, folks. You only get let down. Uh, but um, I, I like to see guys like that come in here, and and I hope that. It can be a consistent thing, but you know, spe- there's nothing consistent about college athletics or sports these days. Those days might just be long gone. So
5: right, and that you know, and, and Damian Dunn is a kid we haven't even talked about. Yeah. And don't be surprised if Damian Dunn goes wherever Don Trez goes. Not that I know they're super close, but there could be a Kingston connection there. That I know they wouldn't mind playing with each other again, right? So, um, not that they're a package deal, but uh, don't be surprised if they both end up at the same place. I don't know if that'll be East to. I think NC State, I think, has the edge right now. Um, but it's nice that East U's even in the conversation with both Dunn and Styles. And yeah. Damien said this is where he wanted to go originally. So at least there's something pops up there if you kinda of look at it in a weird twisted kind of way that, that guys do want to come play here at some point or are entertaining coming playing here. Now you just got to finish the deal, and then they've got to perform on the court and, and finish things off that way as well.
2: Yeah, Damien, I know uh, if there's any sour grapes from you not being recruited hard enough to come here, you've already hit the dagger three uh, buzzer beater against yeah. DCU. We'll call it even, and now you can come here and play and, and finish out your career.
5: New <laughs> thing with Damien, because he played at Temple, and not like Temple's a horrible basketball place or anything, but I think he wants to go to a bigger conference to challenge himself in that way. So that'll be the one Thing I think that keeps him from coming to ECU is yeah. been there, done that in that conference. He wants to try a, a higher level. That's just I, I haven't talked to him about it. That's just kind of me thinking through his brain, which he probably wouldn't want me to do. But um, I, I would think he ends up probably in the ACC because he wants that next challenge in his career.
2: I saw. Uh, do you know the North Carolina player Brian that transferred to Hawaii? I know
5: of him, yeah. and I know he, he played some his freshman year, and hardly played at all this year. Now he's going all the way across the country,
2: dude. If I'm Hawaii, I make that like, hey, like you know, this is the the senior center. This is where old people come to retire, or in this case, old college seniors come right. to finish out their college career. You live in Hawaii we're going to just stock up with these transfers and we're going to put together a power basketball team full of upperclassmen who want to have fun and play basketball. And uh, enjoy their college experience. Like I feel like that's something you could really market if you're Hawaii, if you could tap into it somehow.
5: Yeah, yeah. And, and there's another Eastern North Carolina kid, Justin Wright, another Farmville Central kid who should have been playing at ECU. Mm-hmm. Goes to Central, has a nice couple of years. Now he's going to Gonzaga, or not Gonzaga. He's going to
2: Loyola Marymount. Yeah,
5: right. Uh, La the name of Bo Kimble's going on here. Yeah. That, so that's another. way. It's interesting where some of these guys all of a sudden just want to go somewhere like L.A. or Hawaii or something here to end their career. So uh, it, this whole it, – it, it is wild, wild west. There's no rhyme or reason. And with the money, there's only so much money to go around. So it's just interesting where guys are picking and choosing to go right now while they can.
2: Yeah, I remember, Brian, as a kid, the Hank Gathers story and, and it happening and all that and, and Bo Kimball. Uh, but I was too young to kind of grasp the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I wish um, – and and I wish I could because, I mean, that, that's a tragic story, but the team itself, they're scoring like 130 points yeah. and then giving up like 106. Like, How in the world were those games played? <laughs> I just can't wrap my brain around it. They were the only team really doing that. Was it Paul Westhead? Paul oh, Westhead. Paul yeah.
5: Westhead, yeah. He, he was the mad scientist. He cared nothing about defense. He <laughs> cared... And he was not a classically basketball-trained guy. He was like some weird professor who came up with this idea, and his high school team let him coach and try it, and the stores started scoring like crazy, and then it worked, and all these colleges kept uh, having him do it, and he really hit the mark when he was at Loyola Marymount, and boy, Hank Gathers, man, he could get up and down the floor, and, and he was an amazing guy to watch. He reminded me so much of Len Bias. Not the power game, but that kind of talent that, that just ended so tragically early, and and then Bo Kimball honoring his teammate is what he'll always be remembered for, shooting a, a free throw left-handed because Gathers was left-handed. But, but no, Paul Westett, you know, he won a, won a title with the Lakers, right? It was Magic Johnson's uh, rookie coach, but he was in the NBA, um, had a crazy style, but it wasn't crazy as that. Then he went to college, and it got really nuts. And then uh, he's had a couple of different stops. But he definitely was a, a interesting human being, the, the mad scientist type who uh, – just wanted to score points and uh, a
2: little uh leachish maybe for a football comparison could you make a mike leach took, comparison
5: took the name took the the name right out of my mouth yeah outside of he didn't like pirates as much and he wasn't as fun of an interview <laughs> it was to make you laugh yeah no westhead was a different kind of cat now and uh Certainly, he would wore, wear himself out in, in basketball circles because he didn't do things traditionally.
2: Uh, they made three straight tournaments from eighty eight to ninety, um, and here's the tournament runs. In eighty eight, they beat Wyoming in the first round, one nineteen to one fifteen. Yep. Second round, lost to North Carolina, one twenty three to ninety seven. They go back to the tournament the next year, losing the first round to Arkansas, one twenty to one hundred one, and then in ninety, they go on a run. They win three games. Uh, they scored 111 in the first game. They beat Michigan 149 to 115. I want to yep. see that game. I want to watch that <laughs> entire game. They then. Um Man, who was the coach at Alabama? Was it like Wink or something? He used to wear those ugly jackets in nineteen ninety.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I can't remember his name.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they beat Alabama sixty-two to sixty to say, "Hey, we can play a low-scoring game." And then they lost to that great UNLV team one thirty-one to one hundred one. That is just uh, insane because, again, no other scores are looking like this in the country, right, Brian?
5: No, Wim Sanderson.
2: Was the- yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, there it is.
5: At- and here's the thing with those loyal Marymount teams. They didn't shoot a lot of three-pointers. Like, they weren't a three-point shooting team. They just ran like crazy up and down the court. Yeah. And would fast, they would fast break even when in a half-court offense. Like, their half-court offense <laughs> was a fast break. So, <laughs> it was uh, it was just nuts how they would uh, go about it. But, no, it was – it was uh, certainly it stood out. And, see, now you're taking it even further down the rabbit hole. You said Wyoming. I remember they – Wyoming had a player named Fennis Dembo. And so Fennis Dembo was a big uh, – uh, NCAA tournament star one year when it came to the NCAA
2: tournament. Man, love those uh, random names uh, when it comes to <laughs> tournament time. And uh, this year, the name that stood out, at least for me watching it, uh, Marquise Noel from Kansas State. I honestly didn't know a lot about him going into the tournament. And then the little guard uh, put on an absolute show. Uh, but the team, uh, of course, was UConn. How about them just steam making it boring, Brian, steamrolling everybody? Uh, through the uh, through the way to get a championship, and San Diego State cut it to five in the second half. That's as close as they got. And Tristan Newton, uh, Sonogo, and and really a great team that Dan Hurley assembled, uh, cutting down the nets on Monday night.
5: So that's not going to help you if you're an East Carolina basketball. No, players around when you build a player up has a nice career, 1,000 points, three years as a starter and then goes and finishes off his career with a national championship because you've groomed to help make this player. And then uh, you can get cherry-picked uh, to go win a national championship. So that's not a good look for the little guys who are trying to get there. And it's a bad look, unfortunately, when you have a Final Four, when you get three out of four who have never been there before, and the one blue blood just steamrolls everybody. And they did it the whole tournament. It wasn't just yeah. the three newbies in the Final Four, but that's what people will remember. And that's what the elitists will hang their hat on. It. See, you can't compete with the blue bloods, and, and even though UConn just came out of the AAC and it was in the Big East for one or two years, but um, interesting. I hate I hate how it ended because you know you know me. I love my smaller schools and the opportunity for everybody to get a chance. And when you get a Final Four with three out of the four there for the first time, but uh, the, the the one big name goes on and win it. That kind of it kind of stinks because it doesn't help your cause when you want to have, to have more of these Cinderella stories.
2: Yeah, FAU was fun, Brian, but it's not going to be as fun when they're in Menchie's Coliseum as like a top 25 team next year. <laughs> It'll be fun to watch, but maybe not the result uh, we won't because – if, and that is a, you have to say this with everything these days, obviously, but if, if May stays there, they had one of the youngest teams in the tournament, so they can bring back everybody if everybody chooses to come back. And if they can sign uh, Dusty May to a long term contract or to any kind of contract to keep him there, uh, that could be huge for FAU. They'll be a preseason top 25 team next year.
5: Boca Rotond is not a bad place to live, especially during the yeah. winter with basketball seasons going on. It's a matter of can they get the fan base to be passionate right. and they get nil money because now these guys are under the been in the spotlight people are going to start going after them and trying to cherry pick them just like so, i mean this is what's happening now people are looking around and seeing what teams have good players and then the handlers and the player agents or whatever they're called now are going to go after and get these kids ears and saying you can do this here and there And so the sec is going to be the big cherry picker they've always led the way and in, in having money available for people and I think we're kind of seeing that. But it's happening all over the country, and it's just going to be interesting to see kids. Temptation is the hardest thing to deal with in life, no matter how old or young you are and how much money you have or don't have. But temptation is the hardest thing to deal with. And when somebody tells you you can have more over here and life is going to be better over here, can you have the common sense to do what's best for you in the long run? And that may be. For Tristan Newton, I think it was a good move to go to UConn. I think he enhanced his career. But that doesn't happen for everybody, so you have to look at it and say – What is the best move for me personally? And can you resist temptation? if that is the best
2: move for you. Brian North joining us. uh, Update for those of you checking in, not sure what's going on at Clark LeClaire. 31 minutes ago, uh, the tarp came out. They went into a rain delay. That's the last official update from the main ECU baseball Twitter account. As I look outside, I still see some rain coming down. So could Brian end up with our first baseball tie since 2016 if they're unable to get back underway out there tied at two in the top of the 10th inning?
5: You know what makes me mad about ties is when I'm I'm doing TV stuff and you try to put a team's record in and you just like the wins and losses. Like hockey records drive me crazy, especially now with oh
2: yeah, overtime win or you get a point to go to overtime and lose. Yeah,
5: yeah. No, I just want wins and losses. So then when you get you know, get to baseball, it's not supposed to have ties, and now I got to put this tie in when I'm putting in the record into a graphic or something. That's just uh, and that's just a first world TV problem. But that's just what I think of. I'm like oh now I got to put this dash one in for the rest of the year when I'm putting your record in. That's
2: why it's I hate it. very annoying. It's annoying too just to look at when the, you're looking at standings and you're like, so are we above this team? Below? Where are we? I, that that one little one at the end just uh, makes everything confusing. But all right, <laughs> Man. what are the uh, we had Eric on YouTube earlier and we'll talk about this. Said uh, Cadbury eggs or Peeps, which one is superior in the Easter basket?
5: Oh, Cadbury eggs. Peeps should just be banned for life. Those things are just... I was. At, I did Brian Hanks study. We were at a, uh, a big old cooking contest last week, big old True Smoke barbecue contest last week. And long story short, they had to put secret ingredients. They had one hour to put secret ingredients in, hmm. uh, into their mix. And one of the ingredients was Peeps last week. They had to put Peeps into their
2: presents. Oh, oh, oh. So it was like uh, that show on Food Network where you get a mystery deal. Yeah. so
5: yeah. they had high of, uh, fruit drinks uh, and some uh, jalapeno sausage and uh, some, some kind of cheese. And that mixed these all in with some other stuff. But that's where Peeps came in. I, I saw some interesting things done with Peeps, but I have no use for those
2: things. Yeah, I'm not a fan of either one. Uh, but hopefully uh, your girls have a fantastic Easter, Brian, and uh, appreciate you joining us on the show today. And uh, try to survive the weekend, man.
5: So, I'm taking them to the grocery store now. This is what I do to keep our sanity and let my wife uh, get some work done. The grocery store has become our entertainment world. (laughs) This is is so bad.
2: (laughs) North, enjoyed it, man. All right, see you, There he is, Brian North, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, When we return, we'll wrap up Hour 1, and we'll talk Easter candy. We'll go around the room, our favorites, least favorites. How about you? What do you want in your basket? What do you hope is not in your Easter basket? We'll talk about that as we wrap up our number one Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday, a rainy Friday, a cold Friday. Back with you after this.
3: Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip
2: back with you pirate radio live on a free beer friday got something fun for you today the bud light seltzer apple slices we'll have a 12 pack of those how about four bojangles hard sweet teas for you and we'll throw in a little uh, lunch for two to tiebreakers as well so a great giveaway on this friday we'll do that in hour three of today's show a uh, question from eric earlier uh on youtube and can we get a few likes folks can we uh bump those likes on youtube and facebook on a rainy friday it will really brighten my spirits and brighten yours it's better to give than receive uh eric brought up cadbury eggs or peeps which one is the superior easter basket treat he also added i think cadbury eggs poo poo on peeps all day long he said honorable mention to robin eggs okay so i'm not a cadbury guy or a peeps guy i'm not a robin eggs guy but i have had those before if, I, if you're giving me the option between those i guess i'll just go robin eggs but in my easter basket i just want the classics i want uh bite-sized snickers i want peanut m&ms i want jolly ranchers I, I don't i don't want a giant chocolate bunny in my basket take that bunny outside and let and, it hop on out of and well i was gonna say old yeller it but yeah let it hop on out <laughs> oh, that, yeah it'd be better if it could hop on out i don't want any of the specialized easter candy by the way jelly beans are only around during easter so get them now folks according to jonathan he one of the worst takes i've heard from anyone ever on any subject <laughs> uh, so for me leave out all the specific easter treats and just give me the classics uh chandler what do you want in your easter basket
4: uh starburst jelly beans
2: Mm, okay i feel like uh lily would be a fan of those good call shirley
3: uh definitely robin eggs because those are my favorite i do also agree with the starburst jelly beans um I do, believe it or not, I do like the licorice jelly beans.
2: Yeah, you're a licorice Um, fan.
3: I am a fan of licorice. And uh, so if they're available, although they're getting harder and harder to find, um, where you have just the bag of just the black jelly beans, the licorice jelly beans. um, But I'd like those in there. Um, Maybe throw in like those, not the big chocolate bunnies, but the little tiny ones. But make them kind of like a Nestle Crunch type chocolate?
2: Uh, I can go for that. Yeah. I think Hollow Notes might have said that.
3: Yes. Hollow Notes did so. I
2: like a Nestle Crunch. I just don't like those big chocolate bunnies. So the Cadbury eggs, are. The, do those have something inside of them?
3: Yes. It's kind of got a cr- like a cream in it. Yeah. I don't know if I've. Now, if I had to choose between a Cadbury egg and a peep, I'm going to go Cadbury egg. I, I'm kind of like you, I, I'm not you know a fan uh, like a big fan of uh, i'm definitely not a fan of a peep i don't like peeps because they're marshmallow and i don't like marshmallows
2: i don't like the consistency really of either one of them um you know i don't mind something inside of something like a uh lily's a big gusher fan so you you know you bite into something and there's something inside of it some people just don't like the idea of that at all i'm not totally opposed to that but cadbury egg peep they're, they're both not aesthetically pleasing to bite into you know
3: and if it's going to be a cadbury egg it's got to be cold because once again it's got you know you've got the chocolate outer shell and i don't like chocolate at room temperature so it yeah has those to be things cold. can melt
2: yeah, and they can get rough. really ugly jack dover is a big starburst jelly bean starburst jelly bean guy chandler next time you see a person that you think is jack dover but it's actually another person at a baseball game you can bring that up to that person
3: and i like the ones that are the it's the they call it the reds i'm not a big fan of the cherry ones but like the watermelon the strawberry starburst flavored jelly beans if mm. you can find me a bag of those i'll eat those all day long
2: all right we got uh interesting stuff here from austin uh-oh. Let's take a break. Is
3: this the one that Is almost got divorced? In, in, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um,
2: he has a grievance, and I hate people that just complain and don't have any, like, solution. He has a complaint and a solution, but we're going to have to run it by somebody here. Um. So let's take a break. Tony Dunn will join us. I will bring up Austin's grievances, and we'll have a robust discussion about that when we return. On Pirate Radio Live, on a free beer Friday, an Easter Friday, a good Friday, a rainy Friday. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at ENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip Brock.
2: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I uh, just saw that uh, Greenville Police Athletic League is hosting a football camp this Saturday. If you have a child between ages of 5 and 13 who might want to play this upcoming season or interested in coaching, contact Sergeant Williams or Lieutenant Garner. This sounds like a sting operation. <laughs> it reminded me of the uh, Washington Redskins thing where they uh, told all the um, they had warrants out for criminals. Have you seen this? No. And they told them all that they won free tickets to like a Redskins Vikings no, game. On. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they, uh, oh yeah, I'll turn you up a little bit. Thank you. That good? That better? Better. Thank better? you. All right. Um, so all these uh, criminals showed up to get their free tickets they had so they had like female cops dressed as oh like they were not dressed in their cops gear i'll say that and um we're like celebrating them and everybody was going crazy (laughs) and they got them all in the building and we're like all right you're all under arrest this Uh, way uh, i don't know how i feel about that
7: in some ways uh i think it's hilarious yeah actually i mean i do i do i mean those are the risks you take when you're on the lam (laughs) everything's
2: too good to be yeah exactly like huh i haven't been out of the house in three years and i've not gone to jail but this but i got free tickets to the command and that was back when washington was good like you if you did it now nobody would show up and you wouldn't catch anybody but this was in the 80s when they were good and by the way i am joking this is a legit thing not a sting it just reminded me of that so um the, the reason I say I don't really know how I feel
7: about it is because in that case those people all were actual criminals in the moment yeah. um, there are some instances where they like leave the keys in a car of a like a Ferrari and in the middle of a an area where people would like some additional funds or uh, one I see on the internet a lot is they put a fake deer out on the side of the road and it's a sting to see if the guys because if you shoot like mm-hmm. the hunters shoot while they're standing on the road, it's a crime. But if they step off into the grass, it's not a crime. And then I'm like, gosh, I feel That's like they're stupid. really trying to get us, yeah, trying to like, get you.
2: They you got better things to do, like right. go after people that have actually committed a crime, right? Uh, but this one was funny and very successful. There's a 30 for 30 short on it, Tony. <laughs> I can't if you're wait. bored, I, to I, oh, up. I'm ready for it. um All right, so where'd Charlie go? Sure. all right we'll all see right. her in a moment let's uh wing it until then well no yeah well no we have to stop
7: the show let's we just have to stop the show yes yeah, why didn't nobody say money in the easter basket
2: well, that's always good. I remember as a kid, if I was uh, good and cutting grass like I was supposed to and doing things like that, I would get a uh, the newest MLB video game around Easter. It's baseball oh, that's season. Dope. That's dope. Yeah. So uh, I always look forward to that.
7: My favorite thing is, and I just came, I was in New York last week when seeing a bunch of family clip. And when I was a kid, this was so meaningful to me. When I left my grandparents' house, every time my grandma go, Tony, Tony, give him a buck. Give him a buck. And they would just give me a dollar. To, it was like the smallest little thing. But but if you're a grandparent out there, give them a buck, Tony. Yeah. I, yeah, that's... Uh, like uh Every time you see them, one dollar... It goes a long way. Boy, can buy your loyalty <laughs> for the rest of your life. I will ride and die for my grandma. <laughs> <That> <laughs> grandma Ann, love you.
2: Um We'll talk Easter candy with Tony in a moment. Shirley, all right, um i want you to go into this with an open mind okay <laughs> sometimes you take things very personal mm. oh Uh-oh. so
3: this grievance has to do with me then
2: not necessarily It has, it's bigger than you but i don't want you to just completely write it off i want you to listen and have an open mind that's all i'm asking all
3: right. I will listen. I can't necessarily say Here I'll have go. an open mind. We're
2: already on a bad start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Welcome to my life. Austin says, I have a proposition. As a member of Chandler's Generation, I am grossly offended by the ageism that is clearly apparent in Name That Sound. He said, with that said, I think it would only be fair if someone who is a member of Chandler's Generation come up with the sounds for the next game. I will volunteer my time to come up with the sound bites to establish a clean and fair game.
3: I have listened to your grievance. Thank you Austin. for listening.
2: Thank you, Shirley.
3: However, oh,
7: oh man, <laughs> you should accept accept help when someone wants to take first some of work all, off your plate. Let them.
3: First of all, <laughs> uh, I would like to address the ageism. Oh boy. Uh, granted i do go back into time and pick things from my generation i have i I don't discount that however i do pick things from chandler's generation i have picked things from chandler's generation and chandler still can't get it right so therefore there is no ageism because it doesn't matter what decade it's in Chandler can't get it right. I love you, Chandler.
2: This has turned into a Chandler roast. Yeah, I'm
3: just sitting here. I have not once said just taking this strays. is not or anything. I, no, 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 Chandler. W- when I say that you can't get it right, I am talking about the games that we have played up until this point. You have not won a single game. I'm, I'm not. I, yes, and <laughs> I—I'm I, just pointing that out. I am not trying. All right, we
2: got that. We yeah, got it. Chandler. I'm not
3: trying to okay, destroy you. We got but it. But what I'm saying is, I am not just going back into the past.
2: All right, Austin says, if you were by chance to allow this to happen, he said, and if Chandler loses that game, he will forever be a loser, and I'll never have a grievance again. To all or nothing, folks.
7: To all or nothing. And for someone who is an ageist who all music died after 2001, no movie reference can happen to a movie that was made after 1999. It's built into our DNA to love our eras. And Chandler is a baby. He's a child. But we, he's so well-spoken. He's so smart. He's such a great part of the show. Who are you talking about? Chandler cut Yes. He's a great part. Of, we forget that he is
2: what we forget how we were when we were that age. Chandler is an old soul though. He watches yes. Golden Girls and the Andy Griffith show for crying out loud. Hey.
3: Which is hey. my point.
2: Chandler, it is awkward to talk about you as if you're not here and you're sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> we need some headphones. Like, Give
7: him a buck, Tony.
2: You know those uh, game shows where they'd put you in a soundproof booth like while the other person Where they sits? have to
7: answer the questions about him?
2: We need a chance. We need in a Tears
7: booth.
3: laughing over here.
7: <laughs> he's a masochist.
3: But the thing <laughs> is is I'm that a child if and
2: he's <laughs> 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 Hey Shirley, <laughs> maybe What is
3: the golden girl's
2: Maybe if we spell words like you do with the, when the kids in the car, he won't know what we're saying. Okay. Should we so, should we change the G no. N-O. N-O. A M E? No. N O. N O. He's a L O S E R. All over there, like,
7: honey, we made a L O S E R.
2: Jack said, "Me and all the people who look like me support Chandler." So that's nice. Jack Dover and all the Jack oh, Dover whoa. doppelgangers. What? That's not a race joke, Tony. It that wasn't is. a race joke. It was a name joke. Jack Dover? Oh, God. <laughs> right, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> Shirley, you, you too. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Hey, we laughed and laughed yeah,
7: the other know, week uh, about uh, the Florida I mean, legislature. Which we, was um, still Oh, still I, still, I like watch it when I'm down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin said, is the game canceled? Hey, Kevin, we're taking care of serious business here. Who cares about a baseball game? I don't know. I'll check. If it is, you got jacked over. As of last check, uh, it had not been canceled, but I will...
3: uh, Patrick Mason just tweeted out 4.30 p.m. start time is what Patrick Mason is tweeting out.
2: Game on! So,
3: there you go. Patrick Mason flexing his muscles and giving us the info. All
2: right. There you go, Kevin. Thank you for asking. We got an update for you. 4.30 (laughs) Coming back. Tony, name that sound. Car, game on. Game on. Oh, Wayne's World. Correct.
3: I was going to say, yeah. I mean, that's. When they're playing I mean, hockey in the street. Yep. What, what street
7: am I going to do here? with a gun rack? You know? <laughs> we <laughs>
2: talked about this earlier today with Ryan from Wings Over Greenville. Love that it. is funny. I said, do you remember. Um, when uh, Wayne's girlfriend got him a gun <laughs> rack and he, he then it, went into the entire I dialogue. I nor do I
4: have several guns
2: to, to
7: necessitate uh, an entire yeah, rack. Uh, what am I going to do? With, with a, a gun rack. He <laughs> My said favorite about, is, like,
4: we broke up months ago? Yeah, yeah, get the net.
7: And then we have to argue over what the net is. Is it the internet or some crazy net? Which I think it's the internet because that was starting to come out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, there's lots of arguments on the internet about that. My favorite.
2: Oh, hold on. So he's, that's his. He said, we broke up,
7: get, get the net. And some uh, people say it's the crazy net that you catch him with. I think it's like get in the loop. Get in, get the internet. I think that's
2: too early for that. That's what reference. most
7: people say. Yeah. I like the part where he's like, uh, "I thought I had mono for a year. Turns out I was just really bored. <laughs> 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 like that's how I feel all the time. I'm like,
2: man, am I old or do I have mono? <laughs> Jack Dover wants to know Tony uh, if you've met his sister. <laughs> her her name is Eileen.
3: <laughs>
2: or his brother Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo! Uh Eric said <laughs> Mad, Mad, Mad Dog Mason is probably going to just intimidate the rain away. <laughs> Patrick Mason is standing shirt off on the mound this? telling the rain to go away. Go away. Uh, Austin says, so I guess that's a no to my proposition. I'm left with no choice but to boycott. Name that sound from this point forward.
3: Feel free.
7: You should just Austin, take that help
2: on the work. It would, get, I tried, it would save Austin. you
7: like 45 minutes I next think it would be fun here.
2: for one week. And
7: you wouldn't have to do the you. actual work. But
2: this is Shirley's game. Okay. And it's her call. And only hurts.
3: Okay, so also, in my defense, I will have you know that this week's episode of Name That Sound, the sounds were not chosen by me. They were chosen by intern Carson, who's younger than that Chandler. That we just played? Yes.
4: But that was, I wasn't in that game, though.
3: Correct, but... What I'm saying is, is that if I'm being accused of ageism because I'm picking things that are from my past...
2: You just had a guy that was I even ju- younger than you.
3: Yes.
7: Okay. So instead of us getting defensive here, what we should do is say, hey, we've already got a plan to to eliminate bias in this yeah. game because Carson is doing it. Austin, give the game one more t- chance.
2: Yeah, there you go, And then Tony. we'll
7: take your sounds because, hey, that'll save... Take an hour off next week, Shirley, on uh, me, How on about Austin. this, Shirley?
2: Shirley, moving forward... And you already know this, and you already try to do it, but moving forward, you will keep ageism in mind when you make the sounds. No, yeah. don't. don't mention no. ageism. No. Just, just say don't no mention to Surely Shirley, say no to that. Shirley just, does not okay. bend.
3: See, first of all, <laughs> she does
7: not really bend are. over. First of all, no, I don't want a long list. Does my name sound like bend over? No. <laughs> okay.
3: here's my thing i try to pick things that are not only from my generation but your generation and chandler's generation i I try to make it even because it's got to be something that you're familiar with something that chandler's familiar with y'all still can't get it right it's not me it's not me picking the sounds
2: right not yesterday no But what I'm saying is,
3: this week, I actually, because it just so happened that this week, I had a lot of work to do, so I asked Carson to do this for me. So you can't even blame me for ages. And when Carson's the one that picked out the sounds, all I did was just follow his list.
2: All right, Austin, we tried. The game goes on. Kevin is uh, bringing all the positive news to the show. He says a tree just fell on some people at the Masters. Not good what uh, Tony, before y'all chuckle let's what? see if anybody's uh like a legit tree
7: well i was chuckling like a tree at the branch you said you're the one that made the first
2: joke i just laughed at it oh sorry uh i, I will check on twitter to see if we have any if a tree falls on, on Tiger player and
7: the masters
2: does it make a sound no because someone held up a sign that said quiet man we we were quick on those jokes you kind of stepped on my tiger wood tree falling the Tiger woods <laughs> oh while you're doing that, on that joke.
3: when you have a chance uh clip yeah while we're trying to uh to validate that statement uh Travis Kelsey threw out the first pitch okay and it is ridiculously bad
2: I don't understand how first of all really all right I'm watching it now oh my god spiked it. Wait, was that a joke? Was he like, oh, I thought he was like trying to cover home plate afterward. Look at this pitch. He just, oh, sorry, spiked. Mm. It you know into what? The that ground. is
7: that you don't know the mound drop off. You know what I'm saying? He's it's not
2: like, on a mound. He's not on
7: the mound. He's, he's standing in, in front, front of, of the of it. mound. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: he thought he was on a mound. He was preparing for it.
2: I don't understand how any human, but much less an athlete, can screw up these first pitches so bad. I get the nerves factor and everything, but like everybody can play catch right you i mean just loop it yeah just loop yeah, it. yeah that's his problem too he's trying to throw a gasser in there yeah. and be cool and instead he just gronk spiked it yeah. into the ground
4: i actually could not throw a baseball worth a turd one time because i helped out with my brother's uh little league team and i was throwing batting practice nailed a kid after that had the yips the rest of my baseball career
2: hmm what, a, what about a story cool neat story uh speaking of the masters we got the guy with the air horn back on the course and it looks like they are pausing play again so uh a lot of standing around going on we'll uh, look into that tree incident all right let's take a break come back we are going to talk some football at some point but when we return y'all are going to guess the most popular easter candies according to instacart we're going to do that when we return on pirate radio live talk panthers talk draft Last week, we looked at the 2013 draft, where you guys picked Starla Tudelay, and I said, would you rather have him or the guys that went after him? Today, we're going all the way back to 2003, where the Panthers made another good first round pick, Tony Dunn, eighth overall. I don't even remember. Jordan Gross was the pick. It's going to be tough for you to take somebody over him, I would assume, but I'll run over those names, some good names, some Hall of Famers in that. 2003 draft 20 years ago. We'll uh, do that and more when we return after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Christie's EuroPub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3, or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
2: All right, courtesy of Redbeard, they sent us the video. And when the uh, Kevin, I believe it was on YouTube, said a tree fell, he was not.
3: It it's was a tree,
2: a big tree. Have you seen the video?
3: No, I hadn't seen the
2: video. Um, well, he sent it to PR uh, Pirate Radio too, so you can okay, check it out right. real quick. Oh my god! Can't really see who's under I hope that everybody's tree. Everybody's okay. Well, that is a tree. That is a tree, tree. That
4: is a tree. How does that even happen? Well, that's a tree.
2: <laughs> that's crazy, man. Is that it is... Tree Rollins?
4: Did Tree Rollins go to the Masters and fall on somebody?
2: So we're not doing jokes right now. Oh. We're waiting to see who's. Uh, everybody's okay. He doesn't Chandler. have his headphones on. He can't hear. Chandler, Chandler's doing uh Jackie Gleason over there <laughs> roasting the guy that got hit by a tree.
3: <laughs> That's nothing. Chandler
2: shrugs it off. Bumps and bruises.
3: Teas and peas, tease and peace.
2: Oh gosh. Man. Happy
7: Easter, folks.
2: Goodness gracious. All right. So um yeah, hopefully you missed everybody. We'll mm-hmm. see um all right real quick tony uh shirley chandler do you think you can name the most popular easter candy according to instacart in 2022 yeah reese's all right reese's what the egg that is number one reese's peanut butter egg is number one peeps the worst
7: man what could be worse than a peep is maybe a candy corn
2: well you'll be happy to know peeps oh never mind peeps is number eight I oh, thought it was going to be off the list.
7: You know, there's some candies that were cool 100 years ago that just need to. Let Whatever go. happened to a good old Werther's original?
2: <laughs> Chandler, your favorite Easter candy is? Starburst jelly beans. Number three on the oh, list, my good friend. One. Good one. Shirley, you got to guess?
3: Um, We've talked
2: about some of them. The
3: marshmallow cream eggs. Yep, that's the, uh, it. Uh, the marshmallow. Uh, <coughs> starts with a cadbury
2: but
3: i was thinking cadbury
2: cream egg is number five
3: yeah but there's another one it's it's like a marshmallow-y with a candy shell
2: do you know what i'm talking about i I think i know what you're talking about um
3: i can't stand them i think they're nasty but the they tend they tend to be in every doggone easter basket i remember as a kid what about just
7: the straight chocolate bunny
2: uh, Lint hollow milk chocolate bunny is yeah. number four. Yeah,
7: that's got that's the one when you get as a kid that you gotta you're like I'm gonna eat this bunny over the next eight weeks.
2: Uh, exactly. I don't. Yeah. Some of them are like and life it's size. terrible. Not chocolate. even life size of bunnies like human life. Bunnies, yeah. Like a six foot. Not bunny. even. It's not good chocolate usually. Yeah. Um. So, what is Kinder? Kinder, Kinder chocolate candy egg is number two.
3: Oh, a Kinder egg.
2: Kinder, okay. Is that the hollow egg? Yes, yeah, the hollow egg yeah. that
3: ha- sometimes I has a toy. Split one with my daughter the other night. Yeah. Hershey's
2: a milk chocolate eggs is number six. Hershey's kisses. I don't kisses even Know if I've had that? Is number seven. They look seven. like little footballs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah m ms easter candies that just sounds like m ms with the package on it pastels yeah
3: brock's
2: jelly bird eggs comes in at number 10
3: yeah the traditional jelly beans
2: so there you go huh. uh most popular in our state reese's peanut butter eggs coming in at number one uh-huh. chandler you're a midwest guy that's where they love their starburst easter jelly beans
3: Robin eggs is not even on the list.
7: What happened to the good old candied cigarettes?
3: (laughs) Oh, I miss those.
7: That's what we grew up with, folks. Yeah. It was like, cool. It's like, hey, kid, practice smoking.
2: (laughs) Whatever happened to good old Tops baseball gum? Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: Do you remember the, there used to be a drink that that it was called like Mystic, I believe it was mm, called. I don't know that one. But it, it, it was like a fruit drink but it came in the shape of of like a a wine cooler. (laughs) So people would often mistake me for drinking a wine cooler when I was a kid because the Mystic bottle was the same shape. Oh,
2: okay. I think I've seen those before. Yeah,
3: it's like a fruit drink. It was non-alcoholic, but the bottle made it look like it it, was. You know,
2: Method Man had a song. (laughs) Maybe it was Method Man um, where he said, wash it down with the Mystic. Mm, and that's uh, what about. i never knew the reference uh i've been seeing a lot of i'm this old on social media tony and they'll show a bottle of fruitopia oh okay remember oh, that yeah, mine remember.
7: was uh do you remember the the water gosh clearly it, canadian yes yes, yes. oh like yes. Yeah. blackberry black cherry yeah. black sherry, some clearly yeah. canadian
2: i felt like i was like classy drinking <laughs> that as a fourth grader <laughs> All right, i'm paying for this expensive what water. about
7: sunny delight too is another aged one oh, yeah, tell you. how did they trick us into drinking fake orange juice like why didn't we just drink regular orange juice? i like, didn't like a, sunny well, d it's not sunny, that great sunny d
3: is only good if you mix it with something else
7: yeah well no. we used to have uh kelly parker metcalf and bobby lewis we would at, i guess it was like fourth or fifth grade or something like that we would me and Metcalf would try to chug a sunny D while everybody else made tried to make us laugh. <laughs> so like the whole goal was to like, well, it was just a fun time of fourth grade redbeard just this sent is a link Free
3: social media so we didn't have anything else to do yeah <laughs> it's
7: like hey i want to see you i want to see sunny d come out your nostrils <laughs> <Exactly>.
2: <laughs> redbeard sent a link you can buy victory candy cigarettes on amazon wow. if you're interested so thank you for that redbeard it's
7: like uh, are they taxed like in they?
3: <laughs> <laughs> they are
2: now 12.95 for a pack um good stuff all right well uh it is hot oh, do hair, you dude. remember
3: do you remember the bubble gum cigars
7: Oh, I don't know if I remember. I don't think it.
3: so. They came oh, in big league too. No, 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 no. They were shaped like
2: cigars, cigars, cigars but it was
3: actually bubble gum.
2: Big we league used Chew to have some great. weird things there.
3: Bubble kind
7: of, tape, yeah. That was
3: fun. Oh, bubble tape uh, was fun. I always enjoyed
7: bubble tape. Sour straws. They still got them though.
6: Yeah.
2: Man, you go to like the uh, park if uh, you didn't have a baseball game, but you're out there with your friends and you get some sour straw, some sour power, drinking your drink through drink, them. Drink, use it as a straw. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What are we doing? Why are we talking about this? Because we
7: are. Four, I'm 41 and I miss my
2: childhood. <laughs> Good answer. All right, uh, Tony. What's going on this week in the world of the Carolina Panthers? Uh, the same. Don't mention Cam Newton. Why? I, we don't need to talk. It's a non-story. You
7: have to talk about him, but no, I mean, really. We signed, I think, Eric Rowe, former oh, yeah. cornerback, cornerback from. Uh, they need the
2: dirty jobs guy.
7: This micro. I get the, oh, I think it's I micro, like, I believe. Thank God I yeah. didn't do it. That right. that, I should have done that.
2: On brand for me. Who um, did you ask the other night? It was Eddie Murray. Eddie Mur- <laughs> <and laughs> Shirley, I said, you know, Tony has a... Um, it's not a stick, it? folks. It's not a stick. Yeah, he, he just gets people's names wrong. Yeah. And we were talking about the Dale Murphy event. Mm-hmm. And he said, didn't Dale Murphy play for the Orioles? And I said, not a day in his life. I said, and he huh. said well who am i thinking of ed uh, murray eddie murray who is a turns out dale murphy is white a
3: black gentleman
2: <laughs> now eddie murray so you had your
3: own fred mcgriff moment
2: somewhat yeah um, i do this all the time eddie murray is a hall of famer dale murphy is like right outside the door so very similar but yeah not so similar anyway You're a dale go. murphy wishes he could be my eddie murray yeah maybe so hey. maybe so all right. Anyway, uh, no. Uh, Eric Rowe. Let's see.
7: Eric Rowe, he's known for talking junk to offensive linemen, uh, like in almost fighting them, which is okay. kind of cool because he's Mix like a, he's a little guy. Um, what else is going on with the Panthers, Chandler? Anything? Oh, I saw Matt Corral is throwing.
4: Okay. Has everybody given up on him? Yes. I mean, it's I not going to happen. Saying. It's not going to happen. That's not fair.
7: It's kind of one of those things you hope that maybe like he'll find. Why have he'll, people he'll giving him, up on him?
2: Because we're gonna pick number one, but you need a backup. Oh, you got a red rifle, Andy Dalton. Yeah, it's just one
7: of those things. Unfortunately, about the league, because Dude. the rosters are so small, is because that like it's just it. It's, sometimes it's timing and opportunity more so than just
2: fair competition. Matt Corral was my guy going into the draft that I wanted. Y'all cut him. We pick him up. We end up with Hal and Corral. Hal Corral. And I'm, I'll. You know, be, Cam Newton wants to back up Sam Howell. I heard, I heard he did. He's on his list. On his
4: list, his list uh, of ten. I
7: guess so Really, when it comes to, let's see, what's going on with the Carolina Panthers? We just
4: signed a guy from the Dolphins.
7: <laughs> Thank Man, you Chandler,
2: I hadn't heard. Um, <laughs> just yeah, we've been talking about.
7: It. Hey, look, if I mix names up,
2: and that's my. <laughs> is everybody doing their bit today? Yeah. <laughs> Yours is getting names <laughs> it's wrong. It's bit day. Yours is doing that. What is mine? Just. Looking like a. Uh, being unhappy. Of, uh, being unhappy? I'm happy, Tony. Don't I look happy? I'm having a great time. <laughs> I can't.
7: I don't know where. I don't know how to recover right now. Um, let's see. What is going on? Oh, the Panthers had a. This is the time of year where every little story is turned into a giant story. Yeah. So news was breaking. This is where you get multiple sources have told me that the Panthers are unveiling a new uniform uh. and maybe dropping silver from it. And then the Panthers come out and say, it's not a redesign. Nike has just changed, got a better blue that relates to our old blue process blue. And so what we have is 9,000, and we were part of this, uh, 9,000 stories about the Panthers
2: shade change you know what annoys me that shouldn't is when i see people this is on brand too yeah Uh make up make up the new uniform mocks and put them out on social media and they're the ugliest things i've ever oh seen. yeah
7: be careful what you wish for folks God, they are bad a lot of there. them are
2: bad very bad. a lot of them are bad yeah what would uh what is the ideal panther jersey to you guys do you, what what color do you want most prominently featured on your jersey? Black, black, black. Yeah, black on black on black. The panther is black. I have a really great panthers hat that has. You know, I think it is time to ditch the silver. Sorry to uh, interrupt. Or is that part of you? Nah, I, no, I don't mind I, the silver, silver being part of black and silver
4: pants. That's it. Just doesn't the helmet, have to be ever. Yeah, the helmet
2: yeah. is your helmet is silver, right? Well, we did introduce the black one you last year. Got a black year. one, yeah. Have you ever used? You ever gone white or blue? Would that be too? We've much had a blue I, uh, helmet? Well,
7: a helmet. Yeah, we've had a blue helmet, right? No, no, no? never had a blue helmet. And Just that blue jersey. Okay, we've
4: had all blue uniforms.
2: Okay, yeah. Right?
7: This is the time where we should be able to have multiple helmets in the NFL.
2: Well, we can now, but only yeah. two. It's weird that we couldn't before. It's a dumb. And run. why only two? Yeah. All, all right. right.
7: Why can't you have like military appreciation helmet or something? <laughs> I don't.
2: No, like a baseball?
7: Live. Why? Everybody loves the ECU hat? The camo hat? I'm not a like, big camo. Me, I don't like it, but yeah. like, why? What is the real harm in doing it? They don't have enough money, Tony. They can't produce all those helmets. They're broke. I, I mean, these billionaires really <laughs> struggling out there. Inflation's high. Them
2: helmets went up. I mean, Washington, the most crap franchise in all the sports, is going for six billion.
7: <laughs> and they have, he hasn't put a dollar into it, basically. He's yeah. just like, let it crumble. Yeah. Uh, exactly yeah just go to the stadium and check it out that the yankees were only measured at nine billion i was like that can't be right only nine i can't believe that though it seems like yankees is like the most iconic brand in any of of all of sports like what i mean maybe it'd be like the yankees the lakers like where is a team that is iconic of the sport more so than
2: the yankees no good question mean the dodgers possibly have y'all taught. i'd like for you to introduce this to your podcast if you haven't because you have hundreds of diehard panthers fans like yourself uh eric says silver has to stay okay if you bring it up as a topic i wonder how loyal people are to silver that are Panthers. some people
7: are talking about switching from silver to white which i think is a terrible idea Okay. Yeah. So no, I like the silver. I don't mind it. It's just like how you implement it. Yeah. You know, like I was saying, is I have a great Panthers hat, and what it does is it has just the Panthers eyes and whiskers in blue, and there's no outline, but you still can see. Ultimately, like your brain understands it's a Panther's face just by that. So I think that would be some cool things to do with these helmets is to like minimalist. You know, instead of trying to make them overkill, just really embrace that contrast between the blue and the black. But, hey, this is the, you know, all of this is your time to go get your jerseys from the team store. They're all on sale because they're the old blue. And here I'll pull it up for you as the.
2: As you do, I will tell you that we have entered the bottom of the tenth at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So Landon Gin uh, pitches the tenth, gets out of the tenth, and now ECU will bat two to two, bottom ten, as they try to close out this series and wrap up this game before more rain enters the area. Uh, current blue, process blue. So that's the change, the one on the right, a little darker. Is the new change
7: is that legit or is that somebody just say like no nike has just gotten a new cup but like it's like you could without it being compared to the other one you wouldn't be able
2: to decipher it really yeah like such
7: a small but hey what else are we supposed to talk about
2: all right let's uh go back in time we'll do that and uh talk about the 2003 draft and we'll uh mentioned the names that could have been panthers other than jordan gross would you take any of these guys over jordan gross we'll talk about that and more when we return hour two pirate radio live riley johnson just got hit in the back and he celebrates as he jogs down to first pirates have one on nobody out in the bottom of the 10th on the buccaneer music Hall scoreboard presented by Buck. Up. more to go prl after this
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your phone or visiting PR927FM.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brom.
2: We're talking hat fashion here on the show.
3: I was wondering why you were pointing to your forehead.
2: We're experts at it too, though. Chad just sent a link and uh, or pictures. Have you bought the NFL Draft Day hats yet? Shirley, trivia question. What was uh, Kevin McAllister's brother's name on Home Alone? Was it like Uh, Biff? Butch.
6: Biff. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Biff? Uh,
2: Buzz? Buzz. 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 But I responded to Chad, they are uglier than Kevin McAllister's brother's girlfriend. We're
7: split on this show because I like them. Tony
2: likes them. I do not.
7: I like the dark one for the Carolina Panthers rather than the light-colored one. For me, the question is clip doesn't like the things on top of things i'm i'm kind of undecided if i like that knit textured look to the
2: letters josh thomas burning a heater in the uh jungle in the outfield caught on camera arrest that man as uh the pitching was he really? Yeah. <laughs> Just burning one down. <laughs> <laughs> good eye, Cliff. Song, Good man. eye. What's up, Josh? Good to see you, buddy. Um as the UCF makes a pitching change, bottom of the tenth, two on nobody out for the Pirates as they try to walk it off. All right. Um let's do this, Tony. Two thousand three. Good draft. So here's what happened before Jordan Gross was selected by the Panthers. Number one overall, Carson Palmer, worthy pick I would say. Okay, um, Carson Palmer's like top fifteen all time passing yards in NFL history. The numbers are skewed.
7: He was never good either though. Which that was is crazy. a that
2: is not true. He was good. He was, I wouldn't call him great, okay. but he was good. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for coming on my side. Uh, I'm trying to be reasonable. The this was when the Detroit Oh what a oh a foul Dang. ball bunt down the line, looked like it was gonna ride the chalk. God. Carter Cunningham almost Nasty. Down a
7: Oh, if it run. wouldn't have hit the little lip of the grass yeah. that, that bumped that it
2: beautiful. in. Remember when the Lions kept drafting awful receivers? Yeah. They finally um, got Calvin Johnson? mike williams mike was one? williams was one do you remember another one uh, ch- uh
7: yeah. charles
2: rogers charles rogers two overall yeah. well done tony dunn uh number three a better wide receiver selection andre johnson yes number four the jets have always stunk because they have terrible drafts i don't know who dwayne robertson is don't remember uh number five decent pick by dallas but never great always terrence newman he was a good okay yeah, pretty yeah. good corner Saints got Jonathan Sullivan, defensive tackle. I don't know who that is. Jaguars Byron Leftwich, great pick. David Gar- Carson Palmer is not a good pick, and Leftwich is a great pick. Get out of here! I would say they had comparable success. I would say you no. are way off.
7: T- re- okay. W- maybe. Way I just off. feel like as he was never thought to be maybe a little too high. David Gerard
2: was better than Byron Leftwich in okay. Jacksonville. Number eight, Jordan Gross great pick a uh um, which
7: is crazy because how long of a career he had
2: do they have a panthers wall of fame hall of fame uh yes yeah, the ring of honor ring is gross honor. he's in it isn't, it? isn't our, he
7: is he in it
4: steve smith wesley walls jake delome and uh no gross yet who
7: gross jordan, jordan gross
4: jordan gross yes okay <laughs> join in on the show he's watching like. the baseball game he <laughs> is
7: tuned in he I is mean, not paying attention to us
2: uh so he's already in so that tells yeah. you uh, that was a great pick there. All right, Tony. Here's who came after Jordan Gross. I'm gonna name the good players. Immediately after him, defensive tackle Kevin uh that's a high fly ball, but a shallow fly ball and no runners will be able to advance. Kevin Williams, defensive tackle, Vikings. Uh Terrell Suggs, Ravens. Where'd I mean that was I mean, that's like kind of a a flip coin flip, right? Yeah. Okay uh marcus trufant to the seahawks he was a good player um number 16 overall troy palomalu i know you love jordan gross tony but would you take troy palomalu's career over jordan gross i mean
7: yeah like all of these this is just like a gluttony of riches at this point right it's a I wonder, how, what what like makes Palomalu, is, is it just because of his position, though? Is he that much more of a successful player at his position than Gross is at, at his, his position? position? Or saying. is it just because those positions are just so much more visually?
2: Yeah, but not everybody, everybody's everybody got two safeties out there. Not everybody had a Palomalu playmaking like he did. Like, I know, I, mean, I
7: know. He's great. He's a great player.
2: Well, uh, so you're you're keeping grass I would
7: I mean that's a coin flip to <laughs> okay. me and yeah I mean I would be I wouldn't be my feelings hurt if you said that Paul Malu should have been would like great higher
2: um all right a few more guys in round 1 Willis McGahee, Dallas Clark Larry Johnson Namdi Awesomeo
7: I'm a big Larry Johnson fan had some uh, huge years Guys man thank you he won me a fantasy back in the day where we didn't have waiver wires and as soon as Priest Holmes oh, got yeah. hurt, and I picked just, up, boom, boom. Yeah. It took me, man. Larry Johnson was had two two years of
2: just in crazy football. I'll do I'll do some other names. Round two, uh, Peanut Tillman G- played for the Panthers. Yeah. yeah, being a Panther. EJ Henderson uh, with the Vikings. Uh, going down the list. Ra- so the Panthers second round pick was Bruce Nelson. Do you know who that is? No, <laughs> a center from Iowa. Um, would you rather have Bruce Nelson or the guy that went five picks after him, Anquan Bolden? <laughs> Give me Bruce. Would you rather have Bruce Nelson or the guy who went seven picks later, OC Umanora? Never heard of him. I'm just uh, okay. <laughs> uh round how about these guys in round three? Lance Briggs and Jason Witten went back to back in round three. Uh you go This is where the draft is made.
7: It's yeah. landing one of these players in the third round that should have been a first round. But there's only a handful of these guys. Every year, there's only a handful, but that's where that's
2: where great players are made. Round four: Asante Samuel, Brandon Lloyd. See Asante Samuel right there. How man. about this? Round five: Robert Mathis. I mean, like all pro, everything you want out of. A I rush mean, wouldn't shot.
7: you say he has had a career that was just as good as Terrell Suggs?
2: Robert Mathis? Yeah, yeah, he's up there, yeah. Yeah. All right, now how about this? Would you rather just skip the draft entirely, Tony? Say, screw the draft. We're just going to pick up Antonio Gates after the draft. (laughs) Because that's what happened that year with the Chargers. (laughs) And begins the basketball. Yeah, everybody's tried to to find the next one, and I don't know. Like they're just getting Tark the Shark as their next uh, scout. Would you say Jimmy Graham? Yep. He had a successful NFL yeah, career. Yeah, he did. You have to he absolutely
7: like As soon as he left the Saints, it was much more problematic. But he had a. I mean, he was on a, a Hall of Fame trajectory with the Saints.
2: One thing I've learned talking to you over the years, we go through these drafts during draft time. The Panthers have great first round picks. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that. I didn't know if you were going to correct me. But yeah, they yeah.
7: have hit on the first round picks. Marty Herney never. Marty missed, never missed. Never missed on the first round. He should just be the first-round consultant.
2: And then they have other guys to come in yeah, for the Yeah, uh, like you don't, two, don't let seven. him touch the rest of the picks. In the but,
4: past 12 years, I would say the only miss that we had was Vernon Butler.
7: And that was Dave Gettleman. Was that And you, was could, that say, you could say Kelvin Benjamin. You yeah. could argue maybe Shaq Thompson. I wouldn't say a miss, miss. But, you know, I mean, uh, any time that Marty Herney picked in the top 15 – he picked a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah. And I mean, and you say it's first round. You're supposed to do that. Well, it, I can attest that it doesn't always happen. A lot of teams that.
7: That's what all that. Panther fans go. Oh, well, that's first round. You're, well, you know what? You could have picked Maurice Claiborne, who I wanted that year, or Luke Keekley. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it goes from, he could pick a linebacker too, from John Beeson to Will Witherspoon, I think he was drafted by us, Dan Morgan, um, Thomas Davis, Luke Kuechly, the list goes on. He's nailed every running back, Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams. So, Mm -hmm. man, really a great, like he should be
2: a first round consultant and then you don't and you kick him out of the room afterwards. Let me look up something real quick. Most passing yards in NFL history, uh, and I know this doesn't tell the entire tale, but Red- Blake Bortles is number seven. Redbeard said Carson Palmer is a was a bum. Carson Palmer has the fifteenth most passing yards in NFL history, and yeah, okay, I know stats are skewed. He took he was a three time Pro Bowler took the Bengals to the playoffs every year didn't win a game i know didn't win a game
7: well once his knee i mean and he had his knee ultimately removed that was in a playoff game
2: um and against the either steelers or ravens i remember that um but he was not a bum red beard you can't say he's a bum
7: no no but you know what he's a Bengals fan so he's also a bum (laughs)
2: yeah takes one to know one All right, Tony, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I enjoy me. talking nonsense and a little bit of football. Can I put something in your listener's
7: ear? Yeah. We're about 20, 21 days about 3 weeks away from the NFL draft Thursday night. We do uh, we're having our 10th annual um draft party, which is our version. We're like the we're on the cutting edge of draft of, of watch-alongs. Yeah. If y'all were doing this before years. everybody was doing yeah, it. Yeah, and so uh we we love this is going to be the most I mean, this is the year to watch it. So we'll be we usually get going about a half hour or so before the draft. This since we're in the first round first pick overall, we might get started a little earlier. We'd love for you to be a part of the C three Panthers podcast. We're building a community. We're not football experts, but we are expert expert football fans. Check us out on Tuesday night, nine PM on YouTube.
2: One thing I meant to bring up as we wrap it up here, you can take us to break, Shirley. Is it weird that Aaron Rodgers is a Packer? Like, we've just assumed he was a Jet for the last three months. Like, he's still a Packer. And that we got so
7: irritated by the whole story, we stopped talking about it. Yeah. Like, people are like, we don't even care anymore.
2: I, I bet there's a lot of people out there that don't that think he is on the Jets right now. It's just because we
7: all and had it, him there. Most people think it's still a he foregone conclusion. I, I,
2: well, yeah, and it could be. But it's just kind of weird that he's not. I, guess, I don't like, know.
4: What, a month ago? He was like, I intend to play with the Jets. Well, yeah, he and came out and said it, yeah. He said that I, on the Pat McAfee show.
2: I love him, but I'm starting to think he might be a terrorist. All right, more on all that right. next week, Thank next Friday. Time. We'll dive into that. Uh, Pirates unable to get a run in with two on and nobody out, so we play in the top of the 11th. Let's just play all night. I'd love to go home and this game still be going on so I can pull it up uh, while I eat dinner. Uh, We'll take a break. Come back. Morgan Aylers joins us. Hour three. Big giveaway. Some Bojangles uh, hard sweet tea along with some other goodies. You can get that. Hour three. Back with you after this.
3: Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas for boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
2: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, and the score remains the same at Clark LeClaire Stadium. It is two to two top 11, two outs, runner on for UCF as Landon Ginn pitches for the Pirates. He is a big fellow uh trying to get this final out of the 11th inning. By the um, way, uh his shirt
3: looks a little small.
2: Oh yeah, he's got um he's got a medium. His hat just fell off when he threw the ball. I like the whole aesthetic he's got going right now on the mound, especially if he can get this guy out. Uh, But right now, it is a two-in-one count. I saw on Twitter that Dick Mountain was trending, and I had to look into that. Dick Mountain is the nickname of longtime Major League Baseball pitcher Rich Hill. His nickname is Dick Mountain. That's cool, right? Awesome. That's a great nickname. Uh, He's getting rocked right now. White Sox 5, Pirates 3 as they play in the third inning. The Yankees have a 5-4 to lead over the O's in the sixth. Phillies and Reds tied in the 7th at 2 apiece. Cleveland with a 2-0 lead over the Mariners. Earlier today, the Mets beat the Marlins 9-3. Was that final on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, presented by The Buck? Buck. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, the voice of Doughty Ficklin Stadium and Minji's Coliseum, he is Morgan Ehlers on a Friday. Morgan, how you doing, man?
0: Clip doing great, man. It's, isn't it crazy how you can go from 85 degrees sunny one day to – 42 degrees and rainy and windy the next here in eastern
2: north carolina <laughs> it is a great day for uh basically. it's been a beautiful week and uh it has hit the fan here today and it looks like this weekend shirley just said we were watching the game she said this will be great to play in and to be at if it was warm like it was if it was a warm drizzle and you're out there having fun at the ballpark you can handle that but a uh, cold rain is kind of a different story which is why there aren't many people in the stands there's still a few people in the jungle watching the pirates try to win this game morgan
8: yeah
0: including the guy with no shirt
2: yeah he's got a lot of tv time today <laughs> yeah the
0: hopefully the pirates can pull it out we just got to uh, I was just uh, looking at some some things. There's, I think 17 base runners have been stranded. We've only scored two runs today, so got to do a better job of that. So hopefully they'll be able to pull it out.
2: Yeah, they will move to the bottom of the 11th because Landon Ginn gets the strikeout. Uh, Morgan, I saw a story this week about um, a man was arrested for wielding a – machete or something um at a karaoke dj because they either kicked him out or didn't play a song and i was like thinking about if uh if that was dj captain morgan and how nobody would probably mess with you because of your stature anyway but um that, that's pretty extreme if uh i don't know have you ever come across anything like that in your working days
0: no not really i've had a couple people yell at me a little bit because they've been drunk and yeah. i've not allowed them to to, to sing because they've actually been too drunk because then they start you know number one you probably sound really bad number two they'll end up dropping a microphone that's three or four hundred dollars a piece yeah Number three then you get then you then i get irritated
2: <laughs> <laughs> and morgan uh doesn't have a bouncer but he looks like a bouncer didn't you uh you, have you been a bouncer in a past life morgan
0: yes yeah if i actually started working in bars when back in the age when the drinking age was six or 18 i was working at a bar bars at the beach when i was 16.
2: (laughs) uh i want to hear those stories i bet you got some good ones
0: yeah i do have a few good ones yeah The older I get, the the farther back in the memory they go. So you better catch me in the
2: next couple of years. Morgan Aylers, man of many talents, uh, joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. Pirate baseball going on as they play in the bottom of the 11th inning. Uh, College basketball season comes to an end. Tristan Newton and UConn cutting down the nets. They run through that tournament Now, for mike schwartz and uh, and all the coaches across college basketball they're trying to figure out what they've got on their roster and how they can get immediate uh, upgrades to that roster morgan and uh one way the pirates could do that is bring in Dontres styles former kinston product former north carolina player who was at clark leclerc stadium yesterday uh and now i believe is visiting with georgetown but east carolina in his final three or four that he'll be deciding from
0: yeah, I mean, it would really be a good get for East Carolina and Coach Schwartz and staff to to land Don Trez. He's really a dynamic player. His career didn't work out the way he wanted to at, at UNC and decided to go in the portal. And, uh, you know, there's been some good players, obviously, throughout the years that have gone through, come out of Kingston. And uh, a couple of the guys in, in Pirate basketball past that have, have come out of there and made way was uh, Corey Rouse, uh, came here as a president yep. and had a really good career. And then, Jeremy Ingram, who initially signed with Wake Forest, left Wake Forest, came here, and he battled some knee injuries through his later years playing here at East Carolina, but another good player. If he could get Don Trez, that would be an immediate help. That would be a a big hole that they could fill, and then you get uh, maybe one player or one or two more players that can come in, and uh, all of a sudden East Carolina goes from being, uh, I, I would say they were a pretty solid team last year. I don't think they were a dynamic team. I thought Coach Schwartz did a really good job in his first year. You know, you lost Devon Small midway through the year, and uh, you know, didn't play the rest of the season. Of course, he's decided to move on, but uh, you've got a really good nucleus of players, and, yeah. and I think they could be a, a, a really good impact team in the, in the conference.
2: And just look at how much Brandon Johnson improved from year one to year two, especially shooting from the outside. Uh, Another year of R.J. Felton getting even bigger and stronger and more athletic and improving his outside shot. Jaden Walker was great down the stretch for ECU, filling in for Javon Small. And I can't wait to see the improvements that Ezra Ozar makes, Morgan. And talked to Coach Schwartz Monday. He was on Pirate Radio Live and asked him what he wanted to see. And he said, you know, more away from the basket stuff with Ezra. Obviously get bigger, stronger. He he turned into one heck of a rebounder. We know how quick he is and athletic he is. If he can, one thing he's got to do is hit free throws. And he's already got a good stroke. If he can put the middle or whatever it is to it, uh, because he goes to the line a lot because he's so difficult to guard. He's got to improve that. Coach Schwartz wants to see him improve mid-range. And who knows how far he can step out. But, man, I, I feel like he's the kind of guy that can take a big leap from year one to year two.
0: I definitely agree with that. You know, he kind of reminded me, and he's a little bit bigger, but when Jaden Gardner got here as a freshman, if you can
5: go back and remember,
0: his game wasn't a jump shot game. He really didn't have one. He was okay at the free throw line, but he was a great rebounder, had really quick, fast twitch, trying to get up and get that second rebound, and he had a lot of good back-to-the-basket moves where he could spin and go up and down, and that's what Ezra did last year. Like you said, if he can develop that little mid-range jumper and, and you know, go back to what Jaden did, the changes between year one and year two, he really worked on that little 10, 15-foot jump
6: shot. Yeah.
0: If he can develop that, then all of a sudden you've got to guard him farther out, that's just going to do nothing but open up his inside game more because he's quick enough to get around somebody, as you saw the little spin moves that he had. You know, it's exciting. He's, he's got a really bright future. and He's got to work on developing his total game offensively
2: and defense. Yeah, I like what they got coming back, but like we said, uh, going to add to that, and we'll see what they can do as they attack the transfer portal, as every team is trying to do right now. Morgan Aylers is joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Kind of a shame, Morgan, uh, that. The Purple Gold Pigskin pig out Festivities are going to be wiped out tomorrow. There will be a spring game at 11 a.m. that fans can go out and watch for free and see this new era of uh, of Pirates. And, man, we, we've talked about all the changes offensively, starting with the quarterback, Holden Aylers, but his uh, main weapon at running back, Keaton Mitchell, his main receivers uh, as well with CJ and Winstead. Uh, and there's been a lot of coaching changes too, Morgan. I think the... The players is the bigger story than the coaching changes, but Mike Houston has had to juggle some things around with the coaching staff, kind of late in the game here with with departures.
0: Yeah, he has. It's kind of rare that you have you literally you start spring uh, spring ball on one day, and that same day you lose <laughs> yeah. back coach, your tight ends and inside receivers coach, and then you move uh, coach Boyette to running back, so now you got to find an outside receivers coach. And you've had a lot of changeover out there. I think uh, a lot of that will, will take care of itself uh, coming out of spring ball and into the summer there will be that uh, time for the coaches to get together and uh, really develop the relationships with the, their new players and uh, vice versa. I know they really can't work with them but a certain amount of hours every day, every week, but uh, those things will happen. But tomorrow, you know, they'll get out there, they're going to do their thing. Uh, I'm actually going to be up in the booth. Calling the game for what it's worth tomorrow with the twelve people that'll be in the stands, but uh, you know it's going to be fun. I'm excited about this football team. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, new faces, and you know they always say with with every ending is a new beginning, and there's a lot of new beginnings for Pirate players that finally get their chance. You know Mason, you got Alex. Uh, Alex Blinn, I think, has had a real good spring. Jaden, uh, Jaden Johnson. Uh, Jalen Johnson, excuse me, has had a really good spring. Kerry King, among others, from what I'm gathering. And uh, excited to see this running back room as well because uh, a lot of noise coming out of there. they got a full run yeah. this year, and there's going to be uh, some exciting guys. You know, uh, Raji's not going to be able to play tomorrow, obviously with the knee still rehabbing it. But So there are a lot of new guys going to get a chance to tote the rock tomorrow. And I think with the weather, you're going to see a
2: lot of that and you got mike houston getting his current team better every day with practice getting ready for the spring game also at the same time recruiting morgan they brought in two offensive linemen a center a pretty big void that avery jones leaves there bringing a center and another lineman from akron just this week uh, that committed to east carolina so the, the recruiting the building talent never stops that includes uh spring ball getting ready for a spring game
0: you know, it's uh, that you, you have to, and the way the, the like we just talked about with basketball, the way the the transfer portal is, and you know, guys want to get in and get a chance to play, and uh, you know, it's very rare that you ever hear a coach say, "Hey, you come to the school, you're going to start." They're just looking. for, They say, "You come in, you'll get the opportunity," and I think what these guys get here, and I think it's going to be really sure up that offensive line. And, I think there's a, it's going to be an exciting season for, for EC football this year. Really
2: looking forward. To it. And, Morgan, again, it's not a real game, but a spring game. You'll be up there, so uh, it'll be a different kind of feeling for you. But the first time you'll be up there on that microphone, maybe with, what, a more relaxed uh, state of mind, uh, considering Holden Halers won't be a quarterback for the Pirates. Yeah, I know uh, kind of some stressful games you've called here in the past, watching your son out there and still trying to, to do your job as a professional.
0: Yeah, it, I, I think that will be. It'll be a little bit of a stress reliever, but I, I always love watching it. I think this will be uh, year 19 of calling Pirate football coming wow. up. And, uh, you know, it's I enjoy it. It's something I love to do and look forward to it and uh, love calling the first down Pirates and the touchdown Pirates and the Args and all that. Um, you know, it's just it's doing something that I love. It's going to be a little bit different. But, uh, again, with every, when every door closes, another one opens.
2: Morgan Aylers joining us. Pirate Radio Lifeline, East Carolina unable to get the runners in. Patrick Mason just tweeted out, East Carolina has left at least one runner on base in every inning but the ninth. They strand two more. Nineteen runners left on base for East Carolina today, heading to the 12th inning at Clark LeClaire. So we'll continue to watch this one. Morgan, you have a fantastic Easter weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon, man. Thanks a lot,
0: Clip. Thanks for
2: having me on. See ya, buddy. There he is Morgan Aylers joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line. Two to two. Headed to the twelfth. Let's play all day. The wind's whipping. It doesn't like too much rain, so let's keep it going out there. When we return, we'll get an update in Augusta. We'll talk HV3. The leaderboard. At last check, play was suspended. You had a tree falling down. So we'll talk about all the craziness and What's going on on the scorecard with Greeny, Mark Greenholz Golf Shop Radio Show, back with you, Pirate Radio Live after this.
3: Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Brock.
2: All right, a swinging bunt and inning over. The Pirates will go to the bottom of the 12th and try again to walk off UCF. They play 2-2 two to two right down the road at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update there, presented by Dubuck. Buck. We will now talk some golf. At last check, before I switch back over to baseball, um, play was suspended at Augusta. We'll get an update on that and an update on everything going on with Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show, who joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, how you doing today, man? I'm
8: doing
2: great, Cliff. How you doing? Doing good. Are Are we back to playing golf yet? What's going on in Augusta right now?
8: Well, they had some trees fall down. Yeah, and we're still in a weather delay. So uh, all kinds of strange things happening there. Uh, I have the uh, ESPN Plus coverage on, and it is still raining there. Still blowing. It looks like the even looking at the radar, it's getting worse. So. I'm finding it hard to believe that we're going to restart today. So, not good news for Tiger Woods, and probably not good news for anybody trying to chase down Brooks Kepka right now.
2: Brooks Kepka, 12 under par. We'll talk about the scores in a moment, but did see video of that. Tri- I-, I heard about it before I saw it. And I was like, when you say a tree, you mean like a couple of branches, a little? No, it was a legit big tree that fell down, caught on video. Do you know, Greeny, did everybody make it unscathed out of that? uh, You know, have they uh, said anything about the the people that were around it?
8: Uh, I guess it fell right before the horn blew, and that's all I know. And and, uh, I think as far as I know, everybody's okay. Um, But knowing Augusta National, that. Um, that stuff will be cleaned up and be gone, and probably a new tree in its place somehow that was twice.
2: Oh. <laughs> there you go. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. You mentioned Brooks Kepka right now, 12 under. He, he's finished uh, with round two. John Rahm chasing him uh, is through nine today. So uh, that, that could affect him with the weather and everything. And how about third on the leaderboard right now, Sam Bennett, an amateur, Greeny? Uh, how big of a story is that to see an amateur uh, in the mix here at the Masters?
8: It's- huge i think the first amateur to be tied for second uh at any point during this uh, particular stage of the tournament since like the 50s or something like that so yeah um you know i was talking earlier to somebody saying that hey you know when you look at the u.s amateur champions which sam bennett is you know it's not even a 50 50 proposition whether they have success as a professional golfer or not it's almost like maybe like 25 or 30 percent of u.s amateur champions actually go on to have like a successful career and our last three or four previous to Sam haven't done a whole lot or haven't turned pro yet so uh you know we've been kind of waiting for somebody that has come out of the college ranks uh, seeing that he's a fifth year senior at Texas A&M and and having some success he did um qualify for the U.S. Open last year made the cut finished tied for 49th so not his first major championship but man I tell you what He is represented well, has only made uh, a couple of, I think, what, one bogey in 36 holes. So playing very well, going from just trying to make the cut and maybe be the low amateur to now having a chance of winning a golf tournament, although, you know, you got to say that the chances aren't on his side.
2: Talking to Mark Greenhills today as we look at what's going on in Augusta. Harold Varner, the third update. He is tied for 29th, one under par, and will be playing uh, in the weekend for the second time. His second master, second time he has made the cut. So Pirate fans uh, and Harold fans will have something to watch coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Greeny, I'm sure you saw uh, his comments that made headlines earlier this week, and he said it before he just said it with a few more cuss words this time that everybody who says they joined the live to grow the game uh, is full of it and it is about the money uh, and he makes no bones about it and, and some people don't like his decision to, to go to the live or anything like that but I guess at least he's being honest about it right uh, what did you think of those comments
8: yeah and I think it's interesting I, you know when they talked about what was it going to be like and what was that dynamic going to be like you know I think the guys that Said that like Harold did, or didn't say a whole lot like a Dustin Johnson. I don't think people have a problem with that. You know, like people like myself, like, hey, you made a choice. Go have at it. I think the biggest problem people are having is like, you made the choice to go after the money. You're getting paid all this money. You're playing golf in your tour that you want to do. Don't expect to come back here and poach our stuff. So, you know, be one way or the other. And I think that's the problem. I think guys that either said nothing or said it was 100% for the money, people had no problem with. I think it's the ones that kind of want both sides or tried to say it wasn't about the money. I think that's those are the ones that people had more problem with, and it was very interesting that, uh, in theory, I guess Phil Mickelson didn't say a word to anybody at the Champion's Dinner on Tuesday. <laughs> so for the first first time ever, Phil had nothing to say, and I don't know. Maybe so. Silence at that point speaks volumes.
2: So whatever. Yeah, I saw that story as well, Mark Greeno. And I was wondering, Greeny, how much of a issue, or I don't know if that's the word, but how much of that is the conversation live versus PGA and all that? You, you kind of summed it up, I think, right there. But how about Brooks Kepka? I know you like to take a guys that are good in augusta traditionally but b guys that are hot and brooks kepka just won the last uh, live event i saw a buddy of mine zach Maskovich talking to him down in orlando after that win uh, over the weekend and he has come out hot at augusta 12 under so uh, you look at him right now, John Rahm, three shots back. Colin Morikawa uh, and Hovland are six shots back. You know, At what point is the lead too big? Do you still think we could see some drama uh, coming up this weekend? Can anybody catch Kepka right now?
8: Well, you know, it's funny. We go back to the Open Championship in St. Andrews last year, and uh, and Cam Smith, right, he, he has a two-shot lead going into the third round. And the way he was playing and the way he was putting – we kind of felt like that two-shot lead was like a six-shot lead, right? Yeah. Well, lo and behold, he shoots a couple over par. Hovland and uh, and McElroy shoot six under par. And next thing you know, uh, Cam Smith is uh, from a two-shot leader to a four-shot deficit. And then he flips the script on Sunday, right? So Augusta National is certainly capable of doing that. And the weather that we're going to see is certainly capable of, you know, taking anybody's mistakes and magnifying them or uh, taking anybody's uh, – Lack of confidence on a specific shot and really magnifying it. So, you know, I, I guess if you get John Rahm, and it's going to be hard, I think, if John Rahm could have finished today, maybe a little windy conditions, some light rain like they had had until they got their first lay, you kind of think that, you know, he's probably going to birdie 13, maybe 15, get close to Brooks Kepka, and then you're almost talking about a two horse race. Um, the question will be what happens in round three? When does round three get played? Uh, the weather forecast tomorrow doesn't look exceptionally good. Is this something that goes Sunday into Monday? Um, you know, it's definitely going to be cooler. It's going to be windier. Um, does Brooks Kefka, you know, tighten up a little bit? Does the 54 hole guys take effect and the, the 72 holes become the factor? So I think there's a lot of golf still be to, to be played and there's a lot of things that you look at. So right now it's kind of hard to say. I mean, ordinarily you'd say, "Man, I don't know." You start getting down to below Spieth and Cam Young at five under par, and of course, some of these guys still have holes to play. You got to say, "Man, they got to have two exceptional rounds to catch Kepka and Rahm at that point."
2: Greeny, do you know uh, in the record books like the latest uh, a Masters finish uh, has been? As it, I'm sure it's gone into Monday. I would assume, but Tuesday, like when's the latest Masters finish of all time?
8: I don't know if I can ever remember a Tuesday finish. Yeah, yeah definitely been some Monday finishes. Um, and, man, you got to think that this one is going to spill as much rain as we're looking at tomorrow. Like I said, I don't honestly think that they're going to get back today. I haven't heard the official cancellation yet. But, man, if, they, if we get that weather that they're talking about tomorrow, um, it could be nasty um, and it's going to be cold anyway. So I think we're definitely heading towards a Monday finish. Unless the weather kind of breaks up. But either way, tomorrow's just going to be an ugly day to play golf.
2: As Greeny and I talk golf like a bunch of gentlemen, you've got the UCF coach losing his mind. He has been arguing with the umpires this entire chat pretty much. He got tossed out of the game. He just made a motion to toss the umpires out of the game. Surely, I have it on mute in here, but that was quite a scene as uh, Greeny and I were talking golf there.
3: Uh, yeah, basically what happened was, is uh, is that Cam Clunch 17, or is that Carter Cunningham? Cunningham. Okay, Carter Cunningham was trying to bunt, and he bunted uh, basically straight up in the air. So as he was trying to run up the first baseline, the catcher collides with him as they are trying to uh, in the first baseline. And uh, He wanted an
2: interference call or something? He wanted something. an interference yeah.
3: call, and he was arguing with the umpire. Well, while he was arguing with the umpire... Cliff Godwin's at the third base line telling the ump's, "Hey, speed Let's go. it up!" Let's go. Let's yeah, go. he Let's argued go. forever.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was hilarious to watch that as uh, as Greeny's talking golf with us. Greeny, uh, I know a big show on tap for Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show. Uh, what do you guys have planned tomorrow morning at eight?
8: Uh, we're going to talk to Bill Bender in the sporting news about things other than golf, and then it's going to be uh, all golf. We're going to talk with PGA Tour player Ben Taylor. So get his thoughts on how his season's going and uh, how the rest of the season's going to shape up. And maybe uh, if he hopes to play at Augusta one day, talk with Rex Hoggard, boots on the ground at Augusta National. So get the feel for how the third round and the continuation of round two is going to shape up in the morning. Then we'll go over to uh, Hilton Head Island in a little RBC Heritage Preview with Steve Wilmot. So, and then we um, we also are going to talk to the grandson of the great Bobby Jones, Dr. Bobby Jones, the fourth, we check in with him usually uh, around master's time. So maybe we'll talk to him about the psychology of uh, live guys playing with PTA tour guys. And if you're unhappy or happy with somebody, what kind of impact that can have on your game.
2: Great. Uh, thanks for joining us today, man. Enjoy uh, the master's weekend, Easter weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, Clip, you have a good one too. Th- thank you. There is Mark Greenhelge, golf shop radio show. Boy, that was something. Uh, love lady i believe his name is greg love lady if i recall uh manager of the ucf Knights, uh his day has ended early while these players continue to play in the 12th inning but he was ejected after arguing there and now did jacob starling get hit in the head for the second time today that is nuts that's two head yeah, shots that's that jacob twice. starling has taken
3: i thought hey, maybe it hit his bat
2: nuts. don't say nuts too soon Yeah,
3: definitely too soon, but no, I thought it was hilarious when, what did you say his last name was? Love lady.
2: Love lady.
3: Love lady.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, Because certainly not love umpire. (laughs) cliff godwin was just hysterical because he's like screaming at thugs hey
2: hey he was doing get the game going
3: come on he come was on.
2: doing the hurry it up motion oh yeah but his, he was uh, screaming across the
3: field too it was hilarious yeah. and the dugout was getting into it too they thought it was funny as well
2: all right y'all want something cool well you've come to the right place we've got a 12-pack of Bud Light... at booty,
7: booty, booty, I'll
2: booty, tell you in a booty
7: everywhere. Sorry. Booty, right. booty, 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 booty everywhere.
2: Now I'll tell you. Bud Light Apple Slices 12-pack. A four-pack of Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea. Is that it? So that's a 16-pack. Yeah, we should probably stop there, right?
4: No, keep on going. Uh, Throw in a little something else. Hey, sprinkle in a little something.
2: Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. All in one fantastic Free Beer Friday Fun Pack. It can be yours if you're lucky. Caller number
3: 12. 12.
2: And, Shirley, how old do people need to be to win this prize?
3: 21, however, please.
2: All right, thank you. We will have a winner and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Will this game ever end? Base is loaded, one out. It might be over by the time we return. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: All right. Well, of course, the uh, stock market was closed because it was Good
3: Friday today, but uh, it did finish out the week as far as the Dow goes up two points at 33,485. The NASDAQ was ahead 91 points at uh, 12,000. Eighty-seven, And the S&P was up 14 points when it closed yesterday at 4,105. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
2: Well, you know what they say. Where there's a Wilcoxon, there's a way. Hey. And the Pirates walk it off.
4: they as they say, all good things must come to an end.
2: This baseball game was a good thing because it caps off a 4-0 and week for the Pirates, mm, mm, a sweep mm. over UCF, Let's go. and a pitcher's duel today, a marathon game. That game started, I didn't even think about this part of it. That game started at noon. At 12 o'clock. <laughs> ended at around 540. Had a uh, rain delay in between there but the pirates walk it off and win it three to two over ucf huge so man what a great week what a uh, great way to go and now these uh, these players can relax a little bit they have a saturday and sunday and monday to get ready for their next game which is uh i believe old dominion i will uh I love ma- that band what's uh what's the song by them
3: one man band
2: well, Chandler loves them and can't name one song. I think you're a phony.
3: Uh, snapback?
2: I didn't say what kind of hats do you like. I said name a song by Old Dominion.
3: There's a song called Snapback by Old I was Dominion. On that,
2: I was
4: on a boat that day.
2: I didn't ask. What you, <laughs> I've never heard of any. I swear, I think I've heard of Old Dominion. I've never heard of any of these songs. Memory
3: Lane? snapback's a good one
2: one man band pops up first is that their most popular yeah
3: that's a really good song
2: all right i'll take your word for it break up with him
4: no such thing as a oh i've heard that song no such thing as a broken heart
2: they had an album called meat and candy sounds gross they had an album called time tequila and therapy all right cool uh that is your old dominion report pirates and odu will go at it tuesday six o'clock at clark LeClaire stadium we're in the middle of a long homestand here because the pirates will also be home next weekend friday saturday sunday against the bearcats of cincinnati east carolina sends ucf off to the big 12 with a sweep they hope to do the same against the bearcats
4: bye-bye see ya tell gyro wilson i said hey when you get back to orlando
2: mm, your guys uh how about my guy brandon suggs went and then your guy gyro wilson goes is it us should we is it us? should we go
4: to UC? no nah, but is it us though like is it is it our problem it might be problem i had
2: a nice run of my favorite players transferring i'm trying to recall who the pre oh Ryder giles mm. brandon suggs and then my football guy didn't transfer, but he did get hurt, Rajay, my guy. But you know what? He's going to be back stronger than ever this fall. You will not see him Saturday in the spring game, but he did draft a team. Did you see the captains were, Chandler? No, I did not. It was Rajay, my guy,
4: and Jeremy Lewis. Two guys that are not participating in spring. That, that's just like, uh, it wasn't last year, maybe a couple years ago, I believe it was Fernando Fry and fry fry uh fernando fry and gosh what was his name oh that describe was, him was a safety war oh warren saber oh warren saber warren saber i he, he, he was a captain he was a captain i'm bo- the godfather and the captain but both of those guys were captains they were both not participating in spring that year so uh but yeah awesome captains to have
2: uh, and that is coming up on Saturday, 11 a.m. There, there's going to be a freaking game. We're
4: having a freaking game. We're having a freaking spring game.
2: Pirate Radio. We're having a freaking game. Thank we're you, coach. Game. coach. We're, we're having, having a freaking game. We're going to rise.
4: They're going to be a very hard nosed, uh, very hard nosed bunch.
2: Hit that freaking one more time, Shirley, if you don't mind.
4: We're having a freaking game. Freaking. We're having a freaking game.
2: Um stat to consider. Stat to consider. From the stat, stat to consider. From Pirate Radio's Jenny Shelton. All right. Since twenty nineteen. Thirteen sweeps in conference play. Remember, no twenty twenty season. So thirteen sweeps.
4: Nice. Good stat.
2: A lot of twenty win uh seasons in conference play for East Carolina. Got off to the wrong uh on the wrong foot there in Houston, but made up for it with a sweep over UCF.
4: Um. Yeah. Great bounce back uh, after a one and three uh, week last week, and uh, to to answer with a undefeated week is just outstanding. And you have another chance to do it next week as well. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking forward to next week, and let's see how far this can go. Pirates went on a twenty game win streak last year after kind of having some uh, down weeks. So uh, maybe that state game was a uh, fire starter for this team
2: doesn't matter i know but something to look at a talking point polls uh east carolina as down as the fans were on the team last week did not drop dramatically in the polls still number 12 d1 still 15 baseball america what do they do after a four and O week? You think they maybe get back to ten, top ten, perhaps, and uh, and climb up in BA as well?
4: Absolutely, um, especially with that win um, against NC State midweek. You finally get over the midweek curse. Yeah, uh, and what, what a way to do it! Not against a team like. I don't know, Elon or any kind of this was against the A C C team in NC State just outside the What is up 25. with you and
2: Tony Collins talking about Elon? Elon beat Wake Forest this week. I know. Put I know. some
4: respect. I know. I and when I as soon as I said Elon, I said, Well, they just beat the number two team in the country, but uh, <laughs> that was the first team that I thought of. But um, I, I think I think we could see the Pirates climb, not in the polls, but also RPI. And
2: and in our hearts.
4: In our hearts as well. <laughs> and in the
2: conference.
4: <laughs> they're climbing everywhere.
2: Yeah, Shirley made a comment yesterday when they showed the standings. It's weird seeing East Carolina there in the baseball standings. And there being, like, fifth, sixth, like, mm-hmm. middle of the pack to low end of the pack so uh trying to take our rightful spot back at the rightful top spot of those standings
4: and try to rise up the standings
2: the standard is the standard
4: the standard is the standings and you have to rise <laughs> to the standings
2: and you stand on the standings take the stairs to get to the standings to rise on the standings by
4: the way uh just a while ago we had uh, a stat to consider um uh speaking of stats i ran into and i'm sorry he told me last night he doesn't like this name Or he feels uncomfortable with his name. Ran into Johnny Stats. Johnny Robertson yesterday in the jungle. Oh, is he
2: uh, a little unsure of himself after that slump he went in? All
4: right, here's the thing he talked about last night about this slump. He said the slump, he shouldn't be in a statistical slump because it wasn't statistics he was talking about. He was talking about uh, a former player being in a summer league or something like that. So it wasn't about stats, so his stat name and the – what we know him for as Stats.
2: Still pristine. Yes. Okay.
4: So that's a clean record. But but maybe knowing former players and where they play, or maybe current players and where they played in the summer league, Okay. then that's where the slump is.
2: Johnny Stats remains. Johnny Fax is...
4: Johnny Fax is uncertain.
2: Unc- yeah, okay.
4: And by the way, Johnny Stats continue to bring the stats. He said, sometimes I feel like I'm maybe overblowing it sometimes with the stats. And no, he, what? He, he doesn't want to, I guess... Uh, I don't know, go overboard with stats. I said, Johnny, Johnny, my guy. I my said, guy. I said, that adds value to the show. I yeah. said, keep on doing it. We enjoy it. You really help us out when it, when you uh, uh, say some stats and, 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 and throw some stats our way. So that's why we call you Johnny Stats.
2: I am a sports nerd, absolute nerd. I love stats. I love weird stats, uh, odd stats, things that uh – we don't usually think about that's right up my alley so uh keep them coming johnny stats you will not be confused with johnny facts you're johnny fiction but you're johnny stats where'd you see johnny stats jungle jungle yeah johnny jungle
4: johnny jungle johnny stats
2: jungle (laughs) if your name is johnny you can put anything behind it and it sounds cool you know
4: hey look it's johnny jungle jumps over here
2: like clip stats doesn't sound good clip facts clip jungle it all sounds dumb chandler stats doesn't sound as good but johnny johnny stats johnny baseball johnny good time johnny fun time it all sounds fun because of the name johnny johnny holstaff Shirley, I, i think it's just ending in a y Like, Shirley stats would sound, you know, I think it's ending in a Y is what does it. I was watching an old episode of Community last night. I want to get a sound clip where uh, it's either Joel McHale or Chevy Chase. I think it's Joel McHale. And he just goes, Shirley, 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 Shirley. (laughs) What was the question you asked? Something like that. I, I, I want to get that sound effect. So every time you ask a question, you can play that sound effect. I'll have to find that on Monday. Okay. Let's take a break. Y'all ever watch Community?
4: I've been in one, but I've. I've, I've been...
2: <laughs> Why are you laughing at that, Shirley? That's not funny.
3: Because <laughs> honestly, I didn't expect it to come out of his mouth. I gotta say, Chandler, you me off guard. Great
2: delivery, and you stone faced it too. Sometimes when you say a joke or a punchline, I can't, I can't get through. You with start it. laughing while you're saying it, but that time you went stone faced and nailed it, stuck the landing.
4: I mean, your dad did say I'm more quick-witted that's
2: right and it shows right there well done all right final break we'll come back you're ready to wrap it up on a victory friday back with you after this
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at PR19. 7 FM. You can join the over 62,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Oh, Am sorry. I'm on? Yeah, I'm on. I'm yeah on. You, are, you are now.
2: We just had a Little League Grand Slam in the Pirates game. It was a three-run triple down the line by Reynolds, and the throw got away to third, and he jogs in home, and... Cool to see uh, Pittsburgh fans filling up the stadium. They've had a bad ball team to root for for many many years, uh, but they are out there today for some Pirates and White Sox. It is Pirates twelve and White Sox seven. Just had a walk off in Clark Leclaire moments ago. East Carolina, Justin Wilcoxen gets it done. And the Pirates win it over UCF to complete the sweep over the night. So looking forward to catching up with the players Monday on the Delcor Players Lounge when we join you here at 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, all the scores presented by the Buccaneer Music Hall. Great place to watch some sports and catch some live music. And uh, check it out this weekend. Thanks to Dubuck for the scores da every day here on Pirate Radio Live. Thank you for tuning in shirley rhodes chan man y'all have a great weekend and we'll see you back here monday three o'clock for an all new edition of pirate radio live for the crew i'm
1: clip jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation